0: Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You
1: pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Let's go! You guys ready? Let's go! Now listen, now listen, we were at Strings last week, and that crowd was pretty good, I ain't gonna lie, alright? That was a pretty good crowd last week. So you're in a bit of a competition here. There's really only one way to start this show, so let's try it. One, two, three. Duval! Now we can start the show. Not bad, not bad. We'll do more of those. Welcome to our program wherever you're listening. Thanks for joining us on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Thank you for all the people here. We are at Dick's Wings. It's San Pablo and Beef, and it is absolutely packed in here. Give yourself a hand in here. This is great. We have a great crowd I'd say you normally, this when the radio guy says, "Hey, if you're driving down the road, we got room for you." Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I have a lot of room for you. We there's, have a little. There's room, room. outside. We just bundle up. We're selling the SRO tickets, is what we're going to do. Yet they don't cost you anything, so come on by. Frank Frangie, Hayes, Carline, Lauren Brooks, with you. Thanks for being part of our program. Andrew Gibson, back at World Headquarters today on the program. Uh, we're going to talk sports like we always do. Our friend Chad Johnson, the COO from the Jags, is going to be with us. Talk all about tickets. Uh, things you need to know about going to the game tomorrow. Who's going, by the way? Anyone going? You got, Oh, look at this crowd. Nice. All right, very, very nice. All right, So some stuff you need to know about going to the game. Chad will have all that for you coming up on the program. Uh, the Mayor, Lenny Curry, will be by here to say hello. He's coming by at 4 o'clock today. Uh, we're going to have Pete Prisco by phone, John Osher by phone. So uh, we have a big show coming. So thank you guys all for coming. At 5 o'clock, at 5 o'clock, we're giving away a Christian Kirk autographed football. All right, that's at 5 o'clock you got to be here to win, but it's, it's going at right at 5 o'clock, just so you know. At 5.20, I don't know which guy this is. It's one of the players. <laughs> I, I think there's a player's jersey. I'm not sure which guy it is. Is this one of the starters?
2: Yes. I think, that's, he's uh, yeah. he's this the six? quarterback.
1: Okay. This is number 16, an autographed Trevor Lawrence jersey. Yeah, Lawrence. We're giving that. <laughs> this is given away at 5.20. Now, you've got to have your name in the box. We're going to draw three. And Lauren draws it, by the way. If you all don't get drawn, blame her. Okay? It is her fault. So, okay, so she don't draw. And then at 5.30, we're giving away two club seats to the ball game. All right? So, there you go. <laughs> got to be here to win. So, three giveaways, compliments of our friends at the Jaguars who are so kind, and we certainly appreciate them. So, thank you guys for coming out. We're going to have a big time today. We're going to talk sports throughout the course of the day, uh, throughout our day. So be listen. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Got a lot to talk about in the world of sports. Let's start with the game.
3: By the way, are the Bud Lights free yet? Or oh, get... oh. <laughs> hang on.
1: <laughs> Where's Keith? Keith, raise your hand. That guy, he's two things. A, he's the owner of the world, okay? B, he's giving away 100 free Bud Lights. Now, Keith, are wow. they going already? Right? Okay, there's a guy. All right. How about so, that? 100, 100 free Bud Lights. So uh, that's pretty good stuff right there. So, uh, Keith, thank you for that. And uh, thanks to our friends uh, at Budweiser for doing that for sure. So, there you go. Let's start with the game. Um, I'm confident. I was confident if Mike Williams was playing. He's not playing. I'm very confident that the Jags are going to win the game. Now, look, it's going to be it's up and down. It's a totally
2: different game than last week where the Titans are going to run the ball a lot. These guys aren't, but I'm confident. Yeah, it's a finesse game, and the Chargers just lost one of the better finesse players that they have, and, and Mike Williams. I mean, he's six five, he, amazing catch radius, and uh, thrives in the moment. So to not have him for Justin Herbert, it's tough. Keenan Allen is their best receiver. He's polished, he's smooth, he's all all of that. But it makes it so much easier on the Jaguars to defend Herbert and the and the Chargers passing game. You're really worrying now about Allen, Eckler, uh, Gerald Everett. Uh, I just think it's, it's a huge loss for the Chargers. And the other thing, too, is I think from a morale standpoint, it really sinks the Chargers because their coach just should have never been playing him last week. That's going to resonate throughout in their locker room. And, frankly, if I'm Justin Herbert, a loss tomorrow night probably isn't the end of the world because right. they're going to fire Staley and they're going to hire Sean Payton, and then you're going to be off to a 12-year partnership. I think the Chargers, I'm not even sure, if, to be honest, that they're going to show I I mean, I I would not now be surprised if the Jaguars win this game comfortably.
3: I think you hit it, Hayes. When you talk about the culture in the locker room, Doug Peterson, as we know, has done everything right to this point. Brandon Staley made a massive mistake last week, and it wasn't just Mike Williams who got hurt. Joey Bosa did too, although it looks like he's going to be just fine. But when you make those kinds of errors, your team now has to question everything that you do. So other moves that he's going to make in-game, his team may be questioning those. And so I think despite all that, the Jaguars are still, I think, going to have a formidable opponent on their hands. And as far as the secondary goes, though, they definitely caught a big break. Mike Williams is a big guy, and he's their downfield threat. The Jaguars can play it a little bit better. And if the Chargers are going to go down the field getting little chunk plays... I think you take that versus that, that big explosive pass to Mike Williams. A
1: handful of things. Number one, you've got to take care of the ball. This is going to be a game. I'm not sure it's going to be easy. I, I've got this one 35, 31, maybe even 38, 31, almost like some of these college games we've been seeing. I think that's the way it's going to go. So every possession matters. So this is not a game where you can give away a possession. Uh, I do believe if anybody, anybody's up two turnovers or three turnovers, they're going to win the game. I, I think if you have three turnovers, that team wins the game. If you're up two turnovers, boy, the other team better play awfully well. If not, so I think this is a game of, realistically, in an NFL, in a college game, you have 14 possessions, give or take, right? 15 possessions. In a pro game, you have 10, 12. Yeah. What would you say? 10, 12, give or take. The average the average NFL game. In each this team, game,
2: you'll probably have 12.
1: You probably have a you're probably going to have 12 possessions in this game. There's more than more than normally you would have. Um, you can't, Can't give one yeah. of those away. That's what, did, what I think.
2: What did we see last week? We saw like four or five seven-minute drives or yeah. longer. Right. The Titans had one that was ten minutes. That's right. You're not going to see that tomorrow night. Yeah. The Jaguars could do it with ETN. I don't think the Chargers are going to are going to do that at all. I, you know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of possessions and it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And the Brandon Staley error—that's an Urban Meyer error. I mean, that's just something you can't do. That's something that, that's 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 a move a coach makes who has no comprehension of how this league works. And unfortunately, I think it's going to cost him his job if they lose tomorrow night.
3: Yeah, the other thing, Frank, I think three and outs. Last week we saw the Jaguars offense, even if they're not turning Great the ball point. over, don't go three and out because you are giving the Chargers then the possession. And I don't think they're likely to, to have many three and outs.
1: No, I, and, 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 I, and it's that game. It's that hold the ball for a while. But I also think it's a game of big plays. I, I, I think you have to hit a few down the field in this game. I, I Last week was not a game of big plays. The Jags won because they made the ultimate big play at the end of the game. And and obviously the touchdown pass to Christian Kirk was a big play. But there were not a lot of big plays either way. Uh, The one looked like the one long run by Derrick Henry got called back. So if you think about it, I don't have it in front of me, but plus plus 25-yard plays, 20-yard plays? Three. Probably three. But there were very few in the game. I think
3: the first one was in the third quarter by yeah. either team. The is, first explosive play over 20 yards, I think, was is that in the third right?
1: quarter. Okay. So, so, well, that, well, that tells you that. If, if it took that long to have one. So, so, no, I think it's that kind of a game.
3: So, that's Zay Jones, if you're yeah. the Jaguars offensively. If you're thinking yeah. downfield, I would yeah. think that that ball's going to Zay Jones.
1: And I do believe the Jags have to run it. I, I think the Jags are going to have to run the ball. It's uncanny that you got a team that's last in the league yards per carry against the run. 28 total yards, against, or yards per game against the run. And uh, they're that bad against the run when last week you played a team that was second in the league and now first in the league against the runs or or finished first in the league. So it's a, I think you got to run it a little bit. I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see Doug Peterson run in some circumstances. He ordinarily would not. I think you, you might see a third and six draw play, which this team doesn't do. You may see a second and nine run that this team doesn't do. You know, old-school NFL guys love to run, incomplete pass on first down, throw it on second down, so you, you create second man, or third and manageable. I'll bet you see more. i bet you see running plays in this game
2: in circumstances where you ordinarily would not. I think so, and, again, the confidence in Travis Etienne has grown so much since week three. It was his third game in the NFL. I mean, now you're talking about a player that has got so much experience And he is ready to rock. I mean, again, he hasn't touched the ball much. He's got 16 carries total in the last two games combined. They have done a great job managing ETN. And in a game like this, you absolutely can unleash them.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be fun to see. All right, so we got a lot going on. We're live here. We do want to thank our friends from Big Chief Tire, always our Friday sponsor, uh, gave away those fantastic T-shirts a week ago. Glad you are with us today on this program. Frank Frangie, Hayes Carline, Lauren Brooks with you. We're live at Dick's Wings here on Beach Boulevard at San Pablo. Uh, Free beers all around till 100. Thanks to our friends at Budweiser. Hope you're enjoying that. Uh, We're going to give away a Christian Kirk autographed football. Uh, Trevor Lawrence autographed jersey and two club seats to the game. All that comes up in the 5 o'clock hour of the program. Glad you're with us. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Y'all paying attention? One, two, three. Duval. Duval. Hey, we got these t-shirts. The, the chargers say they're high voltage. We think they're low voltage. All right. Should I give these away? You want one? Here's a t-shirt. Oh, here we go. Hang on. Just hang on. I don't have enough for everybody. Just hang on. Just hang on over there. I'll get to you.
2: His, come closer. His yeah. arm isn't that strong. I got a
1: good arm. All right. I got a good arm. Are you kidding me? Here you go. Hang on. Don't walk up. Walk up. Stay right there. I'm going to show off my arm. for How am I going to show my arm if you're standing right here? Hang on. Hang on. I'll give away all of them later. Don't be impatient, okay? There you go. Gotta, got These some t-shirts hand-offs. are going
3: like 20 feet. Yeah.
1: I was, that wasn't 20 even right my okay? <laughs> I'm about to get going. There you go. Uh, I'm
3: trying to and get on. a raise. Hey, is, is
1: that Dan Marino? <laughs> look, listen. She came in her injured. She's getting one, okay? You got that okay. right. She had a broken arm. Okay, there you go. All right. just One more, one more, one more. All right, that's it. For- wow.
2: Ooh. Dude, I was throwing
1: for you. You know what? That I never was... saw the safety.
2: Yeah. You got to see the field. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'll give away more every break. We'll give away some more. There we got some t shirts. Glad to thank you guys for coming out. We appreciate you doing that. It's a fun day here today at Dick's Wings at Beach and Town. How are those beers? The beers any good? Are they any good or no? the beers any good? All right. I think uh, they're
3: busy drinking them.
1: All right, they are. Uh, my friend Chad Johnson is the COO of the Jaguars. Uh, he's put together another a party for you guys tomorrow night. I'm guessing 70,000 or so. Uh, he will have uh, been here to tell you some tips on when to go. I, I will tell you this. I left my house at four o'clock, and usually for a one o'clock game, I I leave my house about 10 o'clock, and I try and be. I, I like to be. I like to be in the booth by ten thirty for a one o'clock kick, just to get everything set up. And I think my my first hit's usually about noon or somewhere there. but I like to be in the booth, so I leave you normally at ten o'clock, on a Sunday morning, and I'm there about by, by ten twenty. I'm parked. By ten thirty, I'm in the booth. By ten forty-five, my booth is set up, give or take. I left at four o'clock last week. Four o'clock. I was parked at 5.30, an hour and a half, going down Beach Boulevard. Wow. It took me an hour and a half. so It was it, unreal. Yeah, I mean, it was, which, which, which is how it's supposed to be, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. I, I was almost smiling. I was smiling
2: in traffic. I didn't mind the traffic. You know what I mean? Because I, I kind of like the fact that that many people were there. Yeah, because you knew how electric it would be. That, that was the thing, getting to tailgaters for the kickoff show at, like, 2.45. And it was already, I mean, just it was incredible. I mean, the, the enthusiasm and excitement uh, and the great thing about those things, they're contagious, and yeah, it's, just, right. it's just grown this week. And, uh, again, I can't wait to see the environment tomorrow night. I can't imagine it will be much better than what we saw against the Titans simply because how can you elevate beyond that? But if it's even in the same realm, right. which I think it will be, the Chargers have a heck of a problem.
1: Yeah, and, and, and again, I, well, there's no doubt in my mind what the atmosphere will be like. I, I'm, I'm totally confident of that I I mean I think it'll be and again Chad will talk to us he'll he'll explain. Chad's got a good feel for that remember one thing he told us last week was how many people went in after kick and and what what we all wanted is for people to be there before before kickoff I wonder how much that remember he said 14,000 in the Cowboys yeah. game entered the game after kick I wonder I got to believe that it felt like it was, it was way, way better way last week. yeah yeah,
2: the fans did a great job i thought of of getting there and being loud in warm ups and making their presence known to the Titans, like Chad asked and you know i would have, I would assume that's going to happen again i mean you 've got uh, amazing entertainment uh, leading up to the game, and it's I, it's again it's it 's been a while since since we 've had one of these it 's never happened it uh, on a Saturday night, so. Uh, in in the playoffs, so I, I think it's going to be incredible, and I think the fans are going to answer the bell again. Tell me more about your thoughts on Brandon Staley. You don't think he? You think? Do you
1: think he loses? He's fired. They lose. He's fired. That's that.
2: There are certain mistakes you just can't make, and, and it's. I think he was in trouble regardless, because and only because I think if you're Sean Payton, who is going to direct whatever coaching carousel he elects to be involved in, and if he's decided. I'm going back. 2023, I will be back in the NFL after such a successful run with the New Orleans Saints. I think this is the job you want. You want Justin Herbert. Look, Cincinnati's not going to open. Andy Reid's not retiring anytime soon. Uh, Sean McDermott is locked in in Buffalo. Doug Peterson is now locked in in Jacksonville. The only way you're going to get to coach one of these up-and-coming quarterbacks is if you get the Chargers job. So I think if for Brandon Staley, I think he was already in a, in a tough place because of the presence of Sean Payton. And, uh, and, again, I think the mistake he made with Mike Williams, if it ultimately proves uh, fatal and the Chargers lose tomorrow night, uh, I just don't know if you're the owner how you can, how you can retain him when Sean Payton is, is looming out there. I mean, Sean Payton and Justin Herbert – would be dangerous frankly for Jacksonville I don't want that to happen I don't want Sean Payton in the AFC but whoever hires him has to send the Saints compensation and the Saints would much rather make that deal with an AFC team than an NFC team
3: I wonder if the Broncos will offer the job to Sean Payton before the Chargers job could potentially open before tomorrow night but as far as Staley, yeah, I mean, you have Chargers reporters that are basically mocking him, saying, I asked him yesterday, will Mike Williams travel with the team? And he said yes. And obviously, that is not what's going to happen. So there's a lot going on there. But, Frank, it's funny. You got left at 4 and got there at 530. I must have left just like 15 minutes before you last weekend. And I got there in like 30 minutes. Oh, so no, I think I the heart bridge issue might have Yeah, it, it, I
1: mean, I literally left at 4, maybe 10 after 4. But I know it's 530 when I parked. Wow I know it was five thirty when I parked
2: and, and this is why the chargers are the chargers because what they should have done is put a mannequin on the plane with a <laughs> Mike Williams jersey yeah, right, on right. and right. at least presented the yeah. the the illusion that he might play yeah. and only announced that ninety minutes before right. yeah. uh, kickoff now you 've given the jaguars thirty six hours to prepare and because i I, I, if I had to guess I would All imagine right. the Jaguars prepared this week thinking. They were going to face Mike Williams. It totally changes the defensive game plan. Now the Jaguars, 36 hours to adjust to that. It's a it's a massive advantage. And again, it's a mistake that just shouldn't have been made. This was an unforced error, and and Charger fans should be livid about it. And you can travel who you want. You can't dress who you want. Correct. I mean, you can travel who you want. So I'm a little surprised by
1: the. Our members of the Roar are here. Hey, ladies, good to see the Roar here. Hey. Hello Say hello to the Roar, everybody. we got our members of the Roar here. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for showing up. We're having a big time. All kind of giveaways coming up. We're live at Dick's Wings here at, at San Pablo and Beach, and glad you're along with us. We're giving away later on in the program, we're giving away a Christian Kirk signed football. We're giving away a Trevor Lawrence signed jersey and two tickets to the ball game coming up as well.
3: The Which Roar's trying to win the, the autographed Roar's gonna win. items yeah, as well. <laughs>
1: I'm not telling anybody. You guys are good. Shh. It's our secret. We are totally good. Absolutely trying to win some of this. So we are, we're glad you're along with us. Uh, two or three key people. Start with you, Lauren. Give me three people who have to have big games tomorrow for the Jaguars. Give me three.
3: I think it's Travis Etienne because you want to control the clock, the time of possession. I think it's Zay Jones because you are going to want to try and get some explosive plays. And then on the defensive side, I'll go Tyson Campbell because Keenan Allen still is a nightmare as far as trying to cover him.
1: They haven't been traveled because they've played so much zone and they've evolved into more of a zone, keep everything in front of you kind of team. They have not been a, a take your best corner and travel with the best guy for a while. But I wonder with no Mike Williams, do you try and construct something that allows you to do that for this game?
2: they at the very least they had to have discussed it no question I mean Tyson Campbell's having a superstar season Uh, you would love to have him matched up on Keenan Allen as much as possible so I think it's absolutely got to be in the cards Devin Lloyd is is going to be crucial as well from a different angle with no Mike Williams Austin Eckler is going to see his targets go up from nine to probably somewhere around 14 or 15. Uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Devin Lloyd to play his as assignments right, and Everett is a difficult tight end, very athletic. So absent Mike Williams, expect the Chargers to lean on those two guys more and pinpoint what at times has been a weakness this year for the Jaguars' defense. Give me your three guys. Uh, I, I think Walker Little has to, and Jawan Taylor against those edge guys, Bosa and Mack. They're Jaguars. I mean, I think they'll be successful running it. But there certainly will be times that you're in third and long. That's just every game. Uh, So I think for Walker Little, Jawan Taylor, big game to hold up against that excellent Chargers edge rush. Um, You know, we mentioned Tyson, mentioned Devin. Uh, I think Ingram. You know, Evan Ingram is is certainly capable of having 125 yards and a touchdown in this game. So, again, the Chargers are going to be locked on ETN. That's going to make it, I think, easier for Ingram to find Room in the short intermediary.
3: Do you think they'll put Derwin James on Evan Ingram? I would. That's what I would do too. Which I think is is maybe because Brandon Staley has made some other mistakes. Maybe that's not what they're going to do. Since we all think that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it,
1: it'll be very interesting to see the way this thing plays out. I think Josh Allen has got to have a big game. He's coming. He's coming around. He's played better. I, I, it's very clear he's he's been a better player of late than he was early on. Someone's gotta my biggest concern is finding a way to affect the quarterback. I think more than anything else. You, 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 yeah, so four. Yeah. So but I but I think you have to find a way, somehow, some way. You gotta find a way to affect the quarterback. If he has all the disaster for Jacksonville would be if Justin Herbert can sit back there too long. That's the biggest disaster is if Justin Herbert gets to sit back there too long. That's my biggest concern. So Josh Allen, number one for me. I'll go Tyson Campbell, too. Um, and, I and Lauren, I think you might have hit one. Zay Jones, because I, I think Christian Kirk is going to have a good game. I think he's going to have a big game. But you may have to take the top off a few times. And what we have learned is he is that guy. Even Jamal Agnew, as fast as he is, who's probably their fastest offensive player, I would guess, although Jermichael Hasty's is really fast, by the way. But other than maybe Hasty, that I think uh, Agnew is that, uh, that probably their fastest player. He didn't turn out to be a deep threat yet, did he? Because re- running deep patterns is more than just running fast. It's having two or three gears. It's knowing how to separate. It's knowing when to find that second gear. And I'm not sure Jamal has that yet. You know, he's, he was a defensive backup until two years ago.
2: Yeah, it's remarkable, his career, and, and, and to make that move in the and once you get to the NFL level. Yeah, with Jamal, it's more get the ball in his hand quick, um, short, near the line of scrimmage. Uh, and I would incorporate that. I wouldn't you know obviously they're not going to do the the gimmick pitch thing that was a disaster <laughs> pitch free football yeah. please but, uh, but i do think agnew will be incorporated into the plan in some other some other way yeah. so uh, yeah i mean he's he's a big time x factor and, and you've got to worry about him if you're the chargers because again yeah, if he gets a crease, he is gone. You're not going to catch Jamal Agnew. One We're, thing,
3: by the way, real quick, Frank. Last week we didn't see Trevor run the ball really at all. That's the part of the game that he's certainly starting to use more of is, is his mobility. But I would say for this game particularly, the Jaguars are going to go for it on fourth down once they get into you know the Charger side of the field. So Trevor Lawrence sneak something like that. I think that would be important too. I him.
1: think you're right. All in terms of offensive weaponry, all hands on deck. Uh, I think some RPO. I think they will go for it on fourth down. Some. Doug's not afraid. Doug's going for it on fourth down. I, I think so. Everything you can do, minus the pitches that you said we have to eliminate, <laughs> uh, but I think everything you can do will Please. happen in this ballgame. I, I, I think, again, I I think this is, uh, this is, you know, be careful because it's all it's empty the playbook. I think this is an empty the playbook game for both teams. I, I think that even more so than the other game. Let's say you win, and then you go play Kansas City next week. Well, then it's not that. Then you want to hold the ball for a while. Then, well, you don't want to track meet with those guys. I mean, you want, you, so you want to hold the ball, so we'll see. Let's take a break. When we come back, my friend Chad Johnson joins us. He is the COO of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is uh, responsible for so much that's going on tomorrow night. He'll give us an idea of what to do. Back in a moment on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. <laughs> little Derek Trucks there on the ax, huh? <laughs> Love it. How y'all doing? Y'all right? One, two, three, two, four. All right, I got these t shirts. Y'all don't want any of these, do you? All right, I'm going to throw them. Calm down. I got them, all right?
2: Chad, y'all, you're getting ready y'all to are, see a show <laughs> right now. Y'all are, are doubting.
1: Y'all, doub- y'all, y'all, y'all. y'all are doubting my throwing arms. I don't like it. Come right there. Here we go. Hang hey, on. <laughs> Hang on, this, I got this. I got this. All right. How about this guy over there?
2: Whoa! How about I was I waiting guess. the whole
1: time. You know what? I don't like most of y'all, but I like you. You, I like. Are so you getting one right there? All right, here we go. How about one there? Whoops, sorry, my bad. How about one right there? You got okay. There we go. By the way, Chad, do you see these? They say low voltage. Okay. okay no, not high voltage. <laughs> low great. voltage for the uh, charger. Here we go. Couple more right there. Give her one. Give y'all stop to give her a T-shirt. Thank you very much. How about right there? All right, a couple more, and we got some radio to do. I'm right there. There you go. One more. One more. One more. All right, this guy gets one right there. That guy. Right, oh, there what goes. a catch. Nice catch. Here we go. Welcome back to the program. Frank for Angie Hayes, and Lauren Brooks, our friend Chad Johnson, the COO of the Jags. How good is this? Good. You had a fun week? Walking in, looking at the crowd outside. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. You were able to park. Where's your way? Maybe way was, out it there. Was, so it was great. Uh, congratulations on, on how this is all going. Um you, uh, you, you came last week and told us what you thought it would be like. Let's look back. What? What was it? What did you expect? Was it the crowd is crazy? Problems? Good. Give us an overview. Yeah. You well, know, first off, I
0: have to say thanks to our staff. I'm so proud of them for being able to pull off that game. The, the atmosphere was unreal, right? And that takes a lot of planning right. and execution. Uh, so proud of the fans. They did exactly what we needed them to do. They arrived. They arrived early. They were loud. They created an advantage for our team. We know that we've heard our players and coaches talk about that, and it was, it was beyond what we expected. It was 70,000 plus Jaguar fans and just an amazing atmosphere.
1: Yeah so it, and, it, and it felt that way. The uh, parking that you told us last time getting parked that the Dallas Cowboys game. 14,000 people came after kickoff. What about this week? Yeah, or what so about last week?
0: Hundreds, only hundreds wow. of people really? entered
1: after kickoff. They were all in their seats. You saw it in the bowl, yeah, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, you did. They were in their seats 25, 30 minutes before kickoff. They were there for the introductions, they were there for all the pregame entertainment, and it made a big difference. And we need to do it all over again this week.
2: Chad, it was such a outstanding finish to the game. How did you experience the last? few moments of the win over the yeah, Titans. Yeah,
0: you know, we were talking earlier. Usually I'm, I'm not out in the bowl with the fans, but in that fourth quarter I just felt like the momentum was going to come our way, and so I went out there, and I was out on the, on the patios of the West Club, the Gallagher Clubs there, and next thing you know, I'm hugging people I don't even know. We're <laughs> celebrating, our staff celebrating, and just watching them after the game, our staff giving each other hugs, putting on their, yeah. their championship T-shirts, and seeing the hard work pay off for them was so rewarding.
3: Chad, tickets left for tomorrow night? Where are we
0: at? Yeah, so the crowd's going to be very similar to what we saw last week. There still are some tickets left. You know, we get some some releases from visiting team and things like that that we'll put out, so there still are some seats yeah. left. It's limited. We are selling standing room only, okay. just like we did last game as well. So I anticipate things will look and feel exactly the same, but with the stakes just a little bit
1: higher, maybe we'll all turn it up a little bit too, and it's going to be another awesome Saturday night. Chad was telling us during the break about how he's trying to, stay calm to you. you're normally stoic. Chad, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm really not. Okay, so uh, so so we uh, we were having a big time in our booth. I don't know if you know this story, but we're we're not playing very well. We're losing and we feel bad. So Baselli says, Do you know the stand up story? So Baselli says, I'm standing up. I'm changing I'm changing the mojo. So Lagerman stands up. So I stand up. Everybody else pretty much is always standing up. When we stood up, Five minutes later, Josh Allen runs it back. So we take all the credit. Okay, we're, we're, you're, you're humble. You're not afraid to. T- you don't want to take credit. We're not afraid to take credit, Just as, take credit. as you should. And I so, think you'll be standing the entire game this time. Now, we're so you, we're, we're <laughs> never sitting down yeah. this time for sure. Uh, tell me about the other things. Uh, the American authors, uh, Derek and Susan. Do you put all that together? How did that come about? Tell us what to expect. Yeah, Eric. yeah. So we have we have a
0: great team back at, at TIA Bank Field, you know, and and they've been working hard to get this in in place. You, you can't plan too far advanced because yeah. you can't book things without knowing for certain you'll have a game. So they had a lot of contingencies in place but, but our team did a great job. We, we, we have Big John Henderson doing the first Duval. Awesome. Uh, we have another great hype video right before that's going to be narrated by Dwan Smoot. We just released that. Yeah. Uh, we have a 100-yard field flag for the National Anthem and then Jacksonville's best uh, Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi oh, doing the fantastic. National Anthem. and They've never done it together in their entire careers. Wow. Susan has sang before Derek's done a guitar version before, so they came together and found a version for for them that they could do together, and that's going to be awesome. And then a halftime concert, as you mentioned, American
2: Authors will do a concert at halftime and just kind of keep the energy going. Chad, what do we need? Allow me to dream here to be able to do this next week. We need the Dolphins to beat the Bills, <laughs> and we need the Ravens to beat Cincinnati. Those two minor things can happen. Right?
3: <laughs>
0: I'm not asking we for will, a lot here. We will
2: have another hectic week, yeah. and our team will be doing the
0: same thing, planning one right. more game. And I hope that's the case. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
3: Chad, I think one thing that was awesome last week for the fans, those rally towels, the, the 60,000 that were given out. This week, 65,000 more towels celebrating the AFC South Championship. Kudos to you guys.
0: Yeah, you know, it. Uh, we watched people... You know they're selling them online they just wanted we had to make sure we had enough for everybody we ordered more thanks to dailies our presenting sponsor of this game we were able to do so and they're gonna you know something that people will keep to remember this AFC South Championship and and you do see it with the energy when they're going and fans are screaming and they were loud during that game it it definitely brings an energy I, I heard Marvin Jones who's played I believe 11 years say that was the most electric energy he has ever played in in the nfl
1: that's a segue to what i want to ask you but i want to say this all the sponsors are good your sponsors are good our sponsors we all great sponsors but aubrey edge is about as good a guy as there is so the dailies people they're all world i'm telling you they are they're as good as i mean aubrey's as good a guy as there you'll ever deal with not just supporting the
0: jaguars he's a wonderful wonderful partner what he does for the jacksonville community yes what he does here so It's just unbelievable, and I'm amazed by him every day, and we're lucky to call him a friend, and we're yeah. lucky to call him a partner. Yeah,
1: prominently involved with Walk Off, the title sponsor of our, our golf event. But back to what you said about Marvin. You've been around South Florida a long time. You've been a lot of teams. You've been in the contract business forever. What does this Jacksonville following mean to you? Because, I mean, I'm born and raised here, okay, so my my, my uh, I'm limited in terms of what I've seen in terms of seeing teams put this on. This has got to be rewarding for you because you've seen it in a lot of places, right? Well, I I have had the opportunity to work in a
0: lot of different markets. I've never seen a market respond like Jacksonville has. Why it means so much to me, though, is Jacksonville's home for me. This is my family's home. I'm lucky to get to go to work every day at the Jaguars and work for wonderful owners in the Con family and Mark Lamping and our team. I'm lucky to work with wonderful people. To see this community respond like that, I've always heard about it. Yeah, yeah. And everyone kept telling me, just wait, you're going to see one day. And we're seeing it right now.
2: Winning the division is so huge as well from a standpoint of next year. First place schedule, we get Cincinnati coming here, San Francisco, Kansas City. Uh, I mean, it's got to be very exciting to think of some of the matchups and the potential primetime attractiveness of the 2023 home schedule
0: yeah when you're looking three weeks ago and we were looking at a different scenario right. and you're trying to business plan for that it's much different it's a very very competitive schedule we know right, that sure but we're seeing up and coming superstars of this league that are all going to be here in jacksonville it's a great home schedule now fans are going bonkers about it and i, and I can't wait to get, get going again
3: chad have you seen the season ticket deposits increase since the jaguars beat the titans
0: they have. This is this is unprecedented levels. This is more than we saw coming off the 2017 season. This is really the excitement is there not just about this playoffs, but because of that schedule because we all believe that this is sustainable. We have the quarterback, we have the coach, we have the leadership and this is going to be something that you're going to want to be a part of for a long time. You and I have talked, if you don't get in now, yep. it might be real hard to get in in a couple years and we're seeing that and, and a lot of old fans coming back too. I'm talking to people I spoke to three, four, five years ago, but haven't had a, a conversation with for a while, and all of a sudden we're back on the phone, and it's great to welcome them back.
1: Chad Johnson with us, the, CEO, the COO of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, tips for people listening because they're all listening now. Leave early is the obvious one. Um, parking recommendations, anything? What, what do you want to tell people?
0: You, know, uh, you do want to leave early. There, there's an event at the arena happening. Um, we, we do have all the Jaguars parking available. Those lots will be open at 4 o'clock. Yep. People need to get down there early. We do want them in the stadium early, just like we saw last time, especially for those rally towels. you got to get in, get your rally towel, get your seat, start that home field advantage before the teams take the field. But they did that. The fans yeah, really they, they really represented. They listened. They were there. They created the atmosphere. Uh, I can't wait for them to do it again. And it's just going to be another primetime exciting opportunity to showcase to the entire country, the city of Jacksonville, and what we're all about. Yeah, that worked out great, by the
1: way, back-to-back primetime Saturday night game. I, honest to God, I'll be honest with you. Before Even before the Titans game, I was thinking we were going to get a 4 o'clock Sunday, and then a, and if we had back-to-back prime. I mean, in your business, what you do, you had to love that.
0: We had some concerns going into Saturday night, your first full stadium night primetime game. I was a little bit more concerned leading into that because we hadn't experienced something like that. Our team handled it so well that right now we're like, we've got this. This Saturday nights, we're, we're going to put on another great great event for our fans, and we feel comfortable that we're going to deliver something that's going to be special for everybody.
1: Chad, congratulations. Get some rest. That's my recommendation. I may be with you tonight, I think, but uh, after tonight, (laughs) get some some rest. Uh,
3: And bundle up.
1: Yeah, and bundle up. (laughs) These are fun times. Congratulations on all you guys are doing. Uh, Can't wait. Chad Johnson, the COO of the Jaguars. When we come back, we're giving away more t-shirts. I might ask my friends from the Roar to help give some of these away. There's been some questions about how I'm doing it, so that comes up in a bit. (laughs) Stay with us. uh, The uh, Mayor of Jacksonville, the Honorable Lenny Curry joins us in just a few moments. Here on location, this is 1010 XL and 92.5 FL. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win this thing on a defensive play by Josh Allen. The teams are shaking hands. Eight seconds to play. They were two and six. They were three and seven. It didn't matter. We have hit zeros. The Jaguars have beaten the Tennessee Titans. They just swept them for the first time since 2005. Jacksonville 20, Tennessee 16. The Jags win the AFC South. The Jags have a home game in the NFL playoffs. How good is that? How good is that, everybody? How about it? Are huh? you guys ready? Say hello to the mayor of Jacksonville, my friend Lenny Curry, everybody. All right. One, two, three. ball. Thank you guys for coming out. We're live at Dick's Wings. My friends from The Roar are going to pass out the rest of the T-shirts. Anybody that doesn't have one, ladies, do the best you can to give it to them. Thank you guys very much. Again, Christian Kirk football, Trevor Lawrence shirt, and tickets given away in the 5 o'clock hour. Thank you guys for coming out very, very much. Frank, did you throw your arm out? uh, You know what? That's why I had to give them. I'm I'm too old for this kind of stuff. Uh, Lenny Curry has done a terrific job, a two-term mayor for us. Kind of winding down now. How are you? How you doing?
4: It's nice to wind down with this coming on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) Yes. Uh,
1: How good? How how, I say how good is that? I guess I say it all the time. For you, as the mayor, and I know how much you care about the Jags. I know how much you care about our city. How rewarding is all of this for you?
4: It's incredibly rewarding. It's so. It's really special to see, everybody in the city so excited. Everybody's happy. Everywhere you go. When we got in in 2017, it had been a long time. Ten years, eleven years. Yeah, ten. Really long time. Um, and, and that was special. And I kind of felt like at the time I was really naive about it that this is the new norm. Wow, I'm going to have like, another term. Yeah. And we're going to be in the playoffs. And, it's gonna be, and, and, and it didn't happen. And now here we are, a team that was 3 and 7. I keep repeating this everywhere I go because I remember the press conference when Doug Peterson, you guys, has everybody been the media asking, what are you telling your players right now? All of our goals are still in sight. Perfectly said, right?
2: And here we are. And here we are. It's and, and you said something in the break I, I totally agree with. I'm enjoying this more than I was in 2017. Now, I don't know if that's because it's been so long that I, maybe I don't remember it, but I, I maybe it's because of Trevor and Doug, but it feels like that this is real. This is how it is going to be moving forward. I, it's, it's, it's been unbelievable.
4: And It is. I mean, obviously, we had a... Throughout the season, we had a better record in 17, but for some reason, this, for me... This feels more, I don't want to say legitimate. They went to the AFC Championship. This feels more sustainable. This feels like we belong here for the long haul, right?
3: It certainly does. That's because we have the quarterback. We have Doug Peterson, absolutely. Do you have any superstitions since I know you go to a lot of the games?
4: Uh, well, I used to. I haven't done this in a number of years, probably since 2017. If I was wearing a shirt for games and they didn't lose, I'd always wear the same shirt. Um, so now I can't say that I have any specific superstitions, but uh, I just try to go to every game that I can go to. If I can't go to a game, I watch all the games. Um, I harass all my – if my kids aren't watching games, if they're with friends, I'm calling them, I'm texting them. you got to put the game on right now. Um, but I'll tell you what really excited me about last weekend. I mean, look, it was cardiac right till the end, and, and, and I wish our offense would have performed early and put up big points, but it was really cool to see – defense step up in the end and make a play when they needed to make a play.
1: Mayor Lenny Curry with us. Let's talk, uh, Lenny, about moving forward. Obviously, uh, the performance center is going to be gorgeous. Your your administration, as well as the Jags, were very involved in that and our city council as well. Um, Four seasons are going up across. I think it looks gorgeous down there. But obviously, the conversation has got to turn to the stadium. Everybody, you have to have a new stadium, renovated stadium. Where are we on that in terms of your mind? Where have the conversations gone? What are your expectations? so we're in real discussions
4: with the team uh about it 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 has to happen it has to happen soon will we finish before i leave july 1 i don't know the answer to that question i can tell you if we don't we'll be far along enough to where the public will be informed the media will be informed and the next administration will have something that they can work with and work with quickly and do their own due diligence when we're winning it certainly feels better and it's it's easier but at the same time there's always going to be a segment of the population that doesn't want tax taxpayer dollars going to uh, a stadium that's just a reality and we accept that we have an NFL team and we have to work through that winning makes people feel better about it they complain less Um, the other thing I would say is we have invested over a billion dollars in our neighborhoods over the last seven years you know we reformed pension it gave us money to spend in neighborhoods it's no longer a zero-sum game we've done sidewalks we've done children's programs we've done law enforcement We've done it all. So it's now time to invest in that stadium. And we can say to everyone in every neighborhood, we've invested in you, and
2: we we will continue to as well. And how much does it help the city when we have these primetime windows last Saturday night, what we'll see tomorrow night, when Jacksonville, Florida is on full display for the nation to see?
4: It's huge. I mean, I don't know what the dollar measurement is in earned media, but all eyes are on it, right? It's the NFL game. 8:15 on a Saturday night. By the way, you guys know this, but I gotta say it because it feels good to say it. First time in our history. Isn't that amazing? A yeah. time for fl- hard uh, to believe. Uh, playoff game. Hard to believe. And it's just special.
3: Okay. It certainly is. What's been the most rewarding part about being mayor?
4: Um, you know, I think it's really the little things. I've said this before. Uh, when someone stops me at a grocery store or at breakfast or something, and they say, "Hey, uh, I've got a problem with a drainage issue in my front yard." it's really and I say well all right give me your number really yeah I'm gonna pick up the phone and call somebody and you hear that I remember going to neighborhood one time and a lady told me she was trying to get her garbage can replaced for like a month and for whatever reason it didn't happen those little things affect people's lives in a big way in terms of quality of life I'll tell you what is kind of interesting over the last week or so as we're in the playoffs big game last week Nobody's stopping me right now, telling me what their problems are. <laughs> they just stopping me and saying, go Jags. <laughs>
1: we need more of this. No, I, I hear and you. By
4: the way, wasn't it too? I was, I've thought about this. It was always the Jags. Yeah. How did, when he said that, that just captured this fan base yeah, it did. in our entire history.
1: Yeah, it did. Right? I thought the same everything thing. Everything
4: we've been through and everything he's been through. Yes, yeah, yeah. The it, criticism.
1: Yeah. Andrew Wingard he's talking yeah. about Yeah, and now he's to, the veteran. It's. Yeah, you And you said it right. When he said it was always the Jags, I thought the same thing you did, Lenny. You know, all the pain we've been through, all the, the mocking out of our market, all the stuff, we were always there. It was, it was, it was a beautiful, well-said uh, representation of who we are. And I agree with what you said, by the way. Everybody loves everybody loves the play-by-play guy more now. Everybody loves the mayor more now. <laughs> everybody, you know, I mean, I, you, you can see it, there's an energy. I don't care where you go. I don't care where I go. I don't care if you're at the gym. I don't care if you're at the grocery store. Wherever you go people want to talk and even if they don't talk to you about it you hear them talking to each other about it absolutely it's really a cool thing that's it's one of the coolest thing i've seen in a long time so we got to keep it going that's
4: right that's how, right. how
2: tomorrow, do you see the game what kind of game we're we going to see tomorrow night
4: so i think it's going to be 27 points jags either 21 or 17 chargers i'm gonna say 27 21 love it yep
3: frank in the past has been really eloquent on what duval the chant means to him what does it mean to you
4: well get in the weeds here it's consolidated government yeah. a lot of people don't understand the city of Jacksonville and Duval County are one and the same and that's really really rare Yeah. and it's actually pretty darn special everybody in the county everybody in the city going for the same thing it's about football it's about family it's about togetherness it's about unity and what I love about football specifically but what I love about when we get into a situation like this in the playoffs you see how unified everyone is and it makes you realize what could be.
1: Yeah. On, yeah. On,
4: even when it's not about football.
1: You know, Lenny, I think what Duval means, too, is Duval means not just Duval. It means Nassau and Clay and St. John's and Fernandina. and I mean, that, the beauty is that unifies all of us. You have a constituency here. Right. But you know buddies. You're from Middleburg. You, That's you, right. You know buddies all over. You know what I mean? We, we all know buddies everywhere. And doesn't it, it's all of us? I think Duval's all of us. That's that's what I think. It well means. said. It is yeah. all of us. Yeah.
4: And because I didn't include Middleburg in my response. Yeah, yeah, you're in trouble <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You don't even look at your phone. I think I, I
1: don't don't even. Hey, I, I won't keep you much longer. But you talked about what this means. I do. From a business standpoint, though, I do want to go back one more time to that stadium because I think it's so important. I tell people all the time, there's no gray area there. There can be gray area on other things, but. St. Louis, San Diego, and Oakland made a decision on their stadium. We're not going to do it. Team left. That's right. So there's no gray area. The, the, this, this isn't one that whether, whether it's you, your successor, uh, this council, and a lot of, there's going to be a lot of change on council seats. That whether or not to do one shouldn't be a debate. I, I think there that, is no gray area. No, none.
4: And here's what I would say to any elected official that has a vote on this, or whoever the next mayor will be: No gray area. You're going to be elected to make decisions that sometimes are difficult to make, right? And once you're elected, this has to get done. Now it's our job to educate the public, to educate the media, and to look out for taxpayers. But this has to get done.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't, and I don't think there's any debate, uh, Lenny. And it Curry. has
4: to get. I believe it's got to be done by the end of this year, or early next year.
1: Well, and I, and I would think that not, obviously but, not, at Bill. Yeah, but but yeah. the national narrative, if it's not Lenny, then the national narrative becomes negative, negative. and that's what you don't right now. I saw it. Buffalo, that national narrative became negative until they did it. And you saw it a little bit. And, and you see it in these other cities where they went. So I agree with you. I would say the end of this year as well. Um, you're gonna get some sleep, you're nervous tonight, you going to bed early. I mean, it's a big day tomorrow. I mean, you got and I, then you got all day tomorrow, I, Lenny.
4: I am nervous before every one of these football games. Yeah. I was nervous last Saturday. No nerves. No. No house money, no? Going to dinner with Frank? No house money, no okay. way. Okay. No way. All
1: right, I'm making sure we gotta win. So, no, I, I just mean, feel good about. I mean, about tomorrow, it. do you go for a run? What do you do? Do you, do you go to the park? What are you so I'll go on?
4: for a run in the morning. My daughter uh, Brooke uh, has a cheer competition in okay. Nassau County. All right, I'll be there at three o'clock. Okay. When that cheer competition is done, we will be hightailing it downtown. You got a ball game <laughs> to fun. go. To. That's right. Thanks
1: for stopping. by. Gonna we're gonna win
4: we're a cheer competition and then an NFL yeah. playoff game. Win two tomorrow. <laughs> That's right.
1: Lenny Curry, the mayor of Jackson. Thank Thanks you guys. for stopping by. We appreciate you. it. Back in a moment, live from Dick's after this. Stay with us. Glad you guys are with us on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
3: Welcome back to the Frangie Show live here at Dick's Wings Beach in San Pablo. Little Leonard Skinner hometown band for you. Frank thinks he's the only one who can get a Duval out of the crowd, but I think I can. One, two, three.
2: Duval! Football.
3: that is how it's done ladies and gentlemen frank his arm is all warmed up who wants a football
2: he's throwing things again
3: <laughs> he is throwing oh, oh that's nice, nice spiral here we go lots of football is getting passed out to the audience here hey it's, what a great pep rally nice. this has been, oh, it's been and it's just
2: beginning i can't wait cannot wait uh, it's going to be unbelievable tomorrow but uh i tell you what trevor and uh and Justin Herbert would like to have some of these.
3: <laughs> these wide-open receivers. Uh-oh. These footballs are flying. So thanks to everyone for go. showing up today. And, uh, yeah, we are going How to. How about a deep one? <laughs> we are going to. <laughs> there we go.
1: One We're more. I need a kid. There's a little kid over here. I want a little kid. Now, where was the little kid back here? No. No. Right? <laughs> Somebody, she just got disappointed.
4: All right, right here. I want her to have this.
1: I'm going to throw it to her. Can I throw it to her? Can you catch it?
3: All right.
1: Yeah, all right. More coming later. More coming later. And
3: what about the uh, Christian Kirk signed football? When is that happening?
1: That comes at 5 o'clock. Christian Kirk signed football at 5 o'clock. Trevor Lawrence signed jersey at 520. And the ticket's at 530. How's that?
3: Pretty good. You
1: guys ready or not? Ready. You go flat or you
2: ready? Yeah, let's go straight af- right after this. Let's We're going to go right in. Right and go we'll play, a, play a ball game.
1: <laughs> E.T., you going to get fired up? Y'all know E.T.? This is my man E.T. here. Let him have it. E.T., the floor is yours. Let's go. <laughs> they don't hear y'all across the street. So I am to three. I want to hear it again. One, two, three. Duvon. Nicely done. He, <laughs> he might have trumped both of us, as a matter of fact. Well done, ET. Home. We're glad you guys are with us. What a fun night tonight! Let's kind of reset it a little bit. Jags and Chargers tomorrow night, but also a weekend full of games. Give me a surprise game. Give me a surprise this weekend. Anything? Anything? Obviously, I think the, the
2: Giants could beat the Vikings. Tell yeah, me that, why. That, that would be one. Tell I, I think because Daniel Jones can do enough in the ground game and be efficient enough throwing it. Saquon Barkley is uh, obviously had a standout year. And I just don't trust the Vikings. I mean, that's ultimately what it comes down to. I mean, they've had a wins-losses-wise. They've had a, a great year. But we've talked about their point differential all year long. They're barely positive. Right. Uh, so I, I, think that's, I think the Vikings are more mediocre than their record would suggest. I think the Giants go in and beat them.
3: To me, the game that's fascinating is Cowboys and the Bucks. Everyone knows how many weapons the Cowboys have and how good that defense is, and everybody also knows how good Tom Brady is in clutch situations and, and how his team has struggled for most of the season other than in a few late-game situations. So that, to me, I You're feel right. like Dak Prescott is on the verge of not being a franchise quarterback for the Cowboys the way his season has gone.
1: I feel the same way. I, I, there's something about the Cowboys that isn't right for me. They're 12-4. and four back. They've won 24 games in the last two years. Obviously, you win 24 games in back-to-back seasons in the NFL, you're pretty good. I get it. But some, I think Lauren's on to something. Something feels off about Dak. He, he, Hayes, he got to where he, he's a very good player. Not a great player. I kept waiting for that next step, and I feel like he didn't take it. So the Eagles are safe yeah, think? I think, I think <laughs> for a <so>. while? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, I Do think you see
2: that too? I don't know that I see that, that he, he hasn't had a good year. I don't know that I – Dallas, I still thinks a threat. I mean, I think they can go into Tampa and and certainly win their favored too. Uh, And I think they would present challenges. Defensively, they do a lot of things well. Uh, So Dak hasn't had a good year. I mean, there's no arguing that. But I don't know that that means that next year he can't, you know, find himself and be back in the top seven conversation. It's just hard because there's so many young players. Like Trevor Lawrence has passed right, And he's not going to regain that. So – that's what Dak Prescott is. That's going to be his career now uh, over these next two or three is what young quarterbacks are going to surpass him. Trevor has. Uh, will we see that happen You know, again next year? Will there be another young quarterback that emerges and surpasses him? But I think Dak right now. I think Dallas should feel good about the future. But I would be worried about, you know, how careless he's been over the last six weeks. I'll run all the same stuff by Pete Prisco. Pete will join us uh, in, in the
1: bottom of the hour, as he always does on a Friday. But where are we? Uh, let, let's all go around the room a little bit. This whole 49ers thing, great coach. Maybe, maybe as good a coach as there is in the NFL. I really believe that. Phenomenal defense outstanding playmakers on offense, very unique playmakers in McCaffrey and Debo. They're unique in the way they play, but they're playing this quarterback that nobody thought much of. And he's playing really well. They're going to beat the Seahawks. I think most people think how deep does this team go? Where are we, where are we headed? Hey, Lauren first, where are we headed with this whole 49ers thing?
3: Well, it's fascinating because you've got kind of a quarterback, triplet there because you've yeah, got Trey Lance yeah. waiting in the wings. You've got Jimmy Garoppolo still who I think does lead them during the postseason once he's healthy. I don't think that Brock Purdy was going to, let's say, win an NFC championship if the 49ers get there. But that, like we talked about, that goes to show you just how good Shanahan is. I think the 49ers might be the team that, that does get to the NFC championship and wins it.
2: I think they're going to the Super Bowl. You do? I, I do. I mean, I, I With think Brock i think at this point you have to assume it's going to be brock purdy because how do you pull him i mean again jimmy garoppolo he's getting ready to be a free agent again he's he's not this isn't aaron Rodgers coming back from injury i mean he is a good uh at best starting quarterback he's not an elite franchise quarterback so if brock purdy plays well against seattle and moving i just don't know how you pull him out of the lineup to put in jimmy garoppolo so but i i think defensively and and kyle shanahan is locked in with those weapons that they have i i think it's jaguar san francisco for the super bowl frank
3: I, how different is the conversation if the rams uh or sorry if the 49ers pick off the rams that ball that goes into well, that one player's right. hands doesn't drop then jimmy garoppolo is going to the super Great bowl point. and everybody views it all differently
1: everything's completely different but i will tell you my gut tells me and it's just, it's just an opinion but i think there's something there with this guy brock purdy Remember now, he was a very good college player. Um, his brother's a college player. He's been around it forever. Played, played under Matt Campbell, who's a very good coach. He is poised as heck, man. Nothing rattles this guy. I don't necessarily think they go back to Garoppolo. I, I think Garoppolo is the backup. I think even if healthy, he's the backup. And he's an all-world insurance policy. But I think my gut tells me this, is, this winds up
2: being Brock Purdy's team down the stretch. I think so, too. It's just it's, it's hard to mess with it. This isn't a, a three-week deal. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo will have missed about two months uh, with a substantial injury. I, I just think that I, I just don't know how you take Brock Purdy out if you're San Francisco and you're winning. Now, if you get into a game and it's third quarter and you're sitting on a 13-3 to three deficit, then you certainly you, you, know, you would consider putting Garoppolo in at that point. But I think Brock Purdy is going to have to show some weaknesses before he loses the job. All right, let's stay on some of the games. We talked about that's tomorrow's first game. We're pretty confident the 49ers win the game. 49ers pick. Um,
1: let's get to Sunday at 1 o'clock. The Bills bury the Dolphins. I, I just think even without the quarterback problems, I think the Bills are one of the best teams in football. That might be the worst game of the weekend, I think.
3: Honestly, I think even if Tua Tungvaluwa played, the Bills still route the Dolphins. Even healthy. Yeah, there's something about the Dolphins that that isn't going well, but it's also, we've talked about this Bills run in the postseason is going to be extra special because of the DeMar Hamlin incident, and so I think you're going to see the Bills go really deep.
2: I, I agree. I think with Skylar Thompson, the, the Dolphins are going to need every break, and they're just not going to get it in Buffalo. So I think Bills, I think they're on cruise control early fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I think that's an,
1: an easy game to call. Um, continuing along, you think Giants-Vikings is the game confident
2: enough to pick the upset? Yeah, I think the Giants will win the game. I, it'll come right down to it. The Giants will walk it off with a field goal. What you?
3: I think the Vikings win, but I think it's, it's, it's very similar to the, how the Vikings won previously. Like yeah. you said, it comes down to a field goal.
2: I don't know what
1: to think of the Vikings. I'm trying to put my head around who I think they are. Um, you can't be 13-4 and four with mirrors, yet it almost feels like they're 13-4
2: with mirrors. I can't get my head around what that is. Yeah, and that's the thing. Again, a 13-4 team, you would think would have a point differential of plus 60. Yeah. You know, I mean, they barely finished in in plus territory. I mean, it just it just doesn't make sense. I think I think they're they're a good team, but I don't think that they're as good as their record would suggest. And again, there's a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins to deliver, and I, I just I I just don't trust him in a playoff environment like this. I think the Giants can do enough, and and the Giants have a, a ton of belief in themselves. They've won a ton of close games. So, I think they go in there. You're, you're going to see something. I don't think you're going to see chalk and the favorites win every game. So, I, I'll, take, uh, I'll take the Giants.
3: Anytime Justin Jefferson's on the field, you've got to watch that. I mean, he is just phenomenal.
2: The Ravens, Bengals,
1: in all likelihood, no Lamar. I'm almost starting to think maybe no Huntley. It doesn't sound good. And, and so, I mean, so if, so that's a – Number one, without Lamar, that's a route anyway, right? Can they get Josh Dobbs to Baltimore Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and get him on a plane to (laughs) Cincinnati? But that's a route. I mean, it's a shame that is a Sunday night game. It was made the Sunday
2: night game because of the possibilities of Burrow versus Lamar, but that could be an awful game. Really awful game because Burrow is so locked in. The Ravens have a tremendous defense, but Burrow right now just seems impenetrable. I mean, he just seems like there's nothing you're going to throw at him that's going to remotely bother him and the weapons that he has are are just extraordinary Uh, the ravens are a prideful group they're tough they'll hang in for a little bit but it's it's really a shame that we're not going to have lamar jackson versus joe burrow and i think for the ravens it's it's a tough outlook i mean what do you do you've now had lamar jackson miss a, a a chunk of you know your seasons now in the last two uh, they were leading the North last year. He hurts his ankle. They don't make the playoffs. They lose five straight this year. Uh, they're leading the division. Lamar hurts his knee. Can't come back. And now it looks like, you know, they they've they've got very, a uh, very small chance of, of contending, I think, in Cincinnati. So they'll hang in. They'll probably surprise us by how close they can keep right. it for as long. But at some point, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati is going to pull away. Would and- you
3: franchise tag Lamar?
2: Oh yeah, I would. I mean, I, I wouldn't yeah. let him go. I I would still try and get a deal done, but I I I would be very, you know, apprehensive moving forward about. I mean, you got to have him. I mean, he's yeah. he's it, look. I mean, if, if 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 he's inactive for games, it's the Ravens have shown they they become he is so vital to their success when he is not available. They they just become basically a a shell of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. The reality is.
1: He's a former MVP and is such a unique talent that you can't let somebody else have that unique talent. You have to find a way to. Yet, and Prisco has spoken to this. I may ask him again in a few minutes. There is some question as to whether or not he's ever going to be or has been or will be a good enough downfield passer to win a championship. And I think there is some debate about that. I, I, His style gets him hurt.
3: That's yeah, the problem. No. It's, it's what makes him so good, but it's also what makes him so vulnerable.
1: Now, I think in today's NFL he could win a championship. But there is some debate in the, in the populace about that.
2: And, and that's where I defend Lamar because Baltimore has done nothing to put a competent receiving core around him. They, they struck gold with Mark Andrews at tight end. You know, he, he's fantastic. But they haven't done enough. Uh, I think Bateman will be good. But, you know, he got hurt in the opener, never really was available. Uh, I'd like to see Lamar. Really, what would be interesting is if Baltimore decided to let him go. Yeah. And he signed with the Dolphins. Yeah. Because if you give Lamar Jackson Tyreek Tyree Hill Tyree Kill and, and Waddle, yeah. it and would see, be freaky. It's, it's a great point. It's a really good point. Because
1: not all, Bateman may be okay, but he's a young quarterback. Bring him a veteran. Bring, you know, bring, bring him a veteran uh, receiver, someone that's been around. Final game. Lauren, you said you doubt the Cowboys a little bit. I take it you like the Bucks in the game?
3: Oh, I I don't know exactly who wins at this point. I, yeah, I'll say Tom Brady is able to do it, but I, I think that's a very close game because that's how the Bucks yeah. do it. They're trailing until the final couple minutes, and then Brady's able to lead them down. But, yeah, I, I think that's a low-scoring game, surprisingly.
2: I think the Bucs are going to win. I think the Bucs win at home. Who are you like in the game? I'll take Dallas. I, I think that... Tampa is, has had the look of a team that just wants it over for about a month now. Yeah, they have, uh, but they stumbled into you know winning the, the really the worst division in football in the, the NFC South.
3: Thank you, I, NFC South. It's yeah, not us. I know.
2: <laughs> and uh, and so I, I think the I think Dallas, what they can do defensively, they're going to harass Tom Brady. Unfortunately, I I'd like to see Tampa win, but uh, but I think Dallas just is going to overwhelm just woeful. Tampa Bay offensive line, and, and Dak will do enough. It won't be spectacular, but they'll do enough to win a 20-16 to 16 game. And once
1: again, the story of the offseason will be what Tom Brady does or doesn't do. That will once again be the story of the offseason. What does Tom Brady do or not do? Because I will tell you, I don't think anybody's got a good feel for that one. I, I You say you're convinced he plays, but it's not Tampa. I've heard other people think he may not play. I've heard other people think... He's going to play for Tampa again. I've heard other people say what you say. I, I, there doesn't seem to be a leading candidate there. You know what I mean? I, there doesn't seem to be one. A lot of times there's a narrative that mo, the, the, the masses think will happen. It may not happen, but there's, there's a leading, there's a, there's a clear leader in the clubhouse of opinion. Man, I don't sense that there is one with Tom Braden.
3: Well, I don't think you should, because he retired last year and then changed his yeah, mind. Yeah, And so I, yeah, I'm with Hayes. I don't think he plays for Tampa next year. But I'm going to stick with Las Vegas that he's going to go there.
1: That one, that one would, if it's, if he's, if he is playing, and if it's not Tampa, I think it's Vegas too. Uh, they're there. The timing is right for that.
2: I think Vegas is his fallback if San Francisco doesn't work out, and then the tournament's going to dictate that with the yeah, 49ers. I mean, if they win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, then, you know, why wouldn't you go all in on that? But if, if San Francisco gets knocked out, uh, I, I could see them making a huge run at Tom Brady, and I think it's, I think it's the team that he hopes calls. Right. I think Vegas would be his uh, fallback.
1: We'll ask some of these same questions with my friend Pete Prisca when he joins us for Live at Dick's Wings, giving away a whole bunch of stuff in about a half an hour. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
5: Dude! Time
3: for all things Jaguars and NFL with Pete Prisco. The Prisco Report,
2: presented by Showtime Sports Cards and Collectibles. Showtime. On the Frangie Show.
1: All right, we're going to get to Pete Prisco in a minute. It's brought to you by Showtime Sports Cards and Collectibles. All kind of Jags items, including awesome Trevor signed items. Items are all there right now. Head to Showtime corner of Phillips and Shad. uh, And you can certainly find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. How y'all doing? You all right? <laughs> One, two, three. ball. Who wants a football? Let's go. i want to throw uh, some more footballs. Two-minute drill. Here we go. Back over there. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> football? Here we go. They're feeding me footballs over here. How about back there? Oh, nice. Man, you can't drop them. If I'm oh, going to throw them, I need good hands out there. How about over there? Here we go. One more. Right, two more. Two more. Right, two more. I'm right there. Right there.
5: Oh, Oh, a good catch.
1: And a good pattern, too. One more. One more right there. Oh, Oh. sorry. I'm really sorry. Hey, I have to throw one more. There, she got one. Very good. We'll do more in a minute. Thank you very much. Glad you're here at Dick's Wings. Pete Prisco joins us. Pete, it's an insane asylum around here. We need you here, Prisco. What the hell? How are you? I mean, my gosh, it
6: sounds like you're having a big old time. <laughs> Frank, you're throwing a football. You better put your arm on ice for tomorrow,
1: you know. Right? <laughs> you aren't kidding, brother. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Uh, Pete, you, you've you been here when it was crazy. You were here in the 90s, and, and, it, and it feels like that to me. It feels more like that around here. And I know you talk to people here on radio all the time with us, and and with the Jags, folks, so you—you you know, I know you're connected to this. It feels more like that than 17 did. Does that surprise you at all? It's kind of—it's kind of hard to explain, but it does.
6: Well, no, because I think people realize that this is not a, a, a one of those situations where you luck into one and then you don't have any more. I think they realize this is the start of something special. And not only that, it's home. I mean, you know, they're playing, and I know they played that one home game, but th- this is one where you're. You won the division title, and now you earn the right to be home against a really good team. I mean, uh, let's be real. The Chargers are a good football team. If they beat the Chargers, they, they've earned their way into the next round. So, uh, And I get it. I've heard, you know, Mike Dempsey told me the other day that he, Fred Taylor said that it might be the better, best environment he's been in. And remember, Fred was there in 99 uh, last week. So uh, that's incredible, and I think it's a, it's a tribute to the young fans. Because way back in the day, I've said this many a time It was cool to go to the game, but they weren't diehards because they didn't grow up with them. Well, these kids all grew up with them, that's why it's different.
2: P, what were your main takeaways from the win over the Titans?
6: Well, I think the defense played well. I mean, again, you're playing against a 13 quarterback who was on the street, you know, a month ago, so it's not it's not that, or at least a practice squad, but that's not that great an accomplishment. But I give them credit because they played better. And the one thing you have to do in the playoffs is get after the quarterback. And I thought Josh Allen played well. I thought Trayvon Walker had one of his better games and, and that's big going forward. These, these could be the moments that Trayvon Walker shows people, Hey, look, this is what I can do. Uh, And I think Josh Allen in the last five weeks of the season has been outstanding. So I think that was impressive. I didn't like uh, the offense much. It was, it was kind of, you know, I didn't like the play call. You guys know that I hated that play call. And, and you know, he goes, Trevor Lawrence goes seven for seven and then they run a reverse. And I, I just didn't like the call. And I don't think he played very well. He'd probably be the first one to tell you that. So uh, I think the defense kind of saved the day in that one.
3: They certainly did, Pete. And I've asked for pitch-free football uh, tomorrow night. (laughs) When it comes to Mike Williams, how big of an error did Brandon Staley make last week in playing him and the fact that he's not going to be able to play tomorrow night?
7: It was
6: one of the dumbest things I've seen in coaching in a long time. And, by the way, Brandon Staley's had plenty of them. I mean, he he does some – he did – the first year he did some really bad things as a coach. Uh, trying to be aggressive and trying to be innovative and cutting edge and it ends up backfiring on them. And I think this was really stupid. I mean, you know, why would you play a guy uh, in a situation where the game meant nothing by the time that game kicked off, they were locked in. They weren't, there was no change happening. There was no reason to play starters. I don't understand it. And, and, you know, look what happened. Now he's got his big play receivers, not going to play. And, and that's important to their offense. I mean, he's the guy, and, and granted Jacksonville held him the one catch last time they played him, but uh, you know, Keenan Allen wasn't in that game. And if you have the two of them together, it's a lot tougher to defend them. I think that's a big advantage for Jacksonville's defense.
1: What about Brandon Staley? If he loses, he in trouble? I mean, would they, would they move on for him and try and hire Sean Payton? What's your read on that, Pete?
6: Well, I can tell you, I, I of all the jobs out there, that would be the one that would be the most attractive, to Sean Payton. And people people say, well, what about Dallas? No, because you got to work with Jerry Jones, and he won't want to do that. Uh, you go to the Chargers and you, have, you get that quarterback and you can do, build that whole thing around them. That, that's the ideal job for him. It's, it's L.A., it's glitz, it's glamour. It's, I mean, I think Sean Payton would take that in an instant if, the, if it opens up. And, and you gotta, you got to realize that you know, probably in a normal circumstance, if he lost this game, he wasn't out, Frank. But after what happened this week with Mike Williams, if they're limited on offense in any way, shape, or form, then I think that could lead to him ultimately being let go.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Pete. Do you think the Jaguars pass rush can get to Herbert? Well, their offensive line
6: isn't great, uh, particularly on, at the tackle spot. Now, the rookie, and it's interesting because you'll have a rookie left tackle going against, um, you know, uh, going against his former teammate in that situation. And I think that'll be, the kid's played well. That Sal, your kid has played well for them at left tackle, and and I think the right side. When you look at that situation, there's an ability to beat them over there. So I think they can. I think this is a great opportunity to get after the quarterback. And and this is a league where, you know, playoffs are decided. It used to be, oh, who stops the run and who can run it? But not anymore. It's who can rush the pass or who can throw it. And I think that's ultimately what's going to decide whether the Jaguars move on or not. And, and that puts some even more pressure on Walker and 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 Allen by the way Arden Key is a good football player I think that's one of the most underrated acquisitions they had all year he he shows up week in and week out um you might want to not celebrate when you make a big play and get back involved in the play but he's been a nice addition to that defense
3: he certainly has Pete a ton of pressures this season staying with the defense how have you seen Mike Caldwell improve his defensive play calling as the season's gone along?
6: Well, I think it's it's one thing was once they put Darius Williams back outside, that kinda helped the defense in a big way. And I think the growth of some young players. I mean, you know, Cisco's much better than he was early in the season. That you know, the the Walker's playing better now. Josh Allen's playing better. I he and Tony still swear that Josh Allen had to have some injury at some point and he just never let anybody let anybody know about it because he wasn't the same guy that he's been in the last five, six weeks of the season and I think um, you know, guys have improved. It makes it easier to call defensive plays when your guys get better. It, it also helped that, you know, early in the season, you could see a Aluakon was trying to line up everybody, and particularly Lloyd, and, and that's kind of lessened a little bit. Lloyd's been better uh, lining himself up lately, uh, and I think Muma playing has helped uh, you know, even improve that area as well. So I, I think if players get better, they get more confident, and that's the group that's getting more and more confident as the weeks go on.
1: Pete Prisco with us from uh, Cbsports.com, Brought to you by Showtime. One final thought about this game. I want to get to some others. Who do you like? Jags to win? What do you think? Yeah, they're going to win.
6: I, I think this is going to be a shootout. I think both quarterbacks will play well. And in the end, I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to end up going on to play Kansas City next week. I, I really believe that they're the better team. Uh, and uh, I think they'll show up. You know, look, it's not going to be what it was the first time they played them. Because that was an entirely different team. But it's going to be one of those games where I think both quarterbacks play well. And uh, I already got my message into Peterson. Don't run any <laughs> Philly special, right. anything right. close to that, and you'll win the game.
1: Nothing fancy. Pete, other games. Uh, any surprises here? Hayes seems to, think, seems to think Giants are going to go beat the Vikings. For Any surprises for you? anything, Any special games have your attention here?
6: I think the Giants win too. I think they should have won the first meeting between the two teams, and I don't think that the Vikings are very good on defense. I think the you know Cowboys will win, and most people think the Bucks will win. I think Dallas is a better team. I think the one thing you beat Tom Brady in the postseason, get after him with inside pressure, and I think that's going to be a problem for Tampa Bay. So I think I think the, the Cowboys win. Other than that, I think you know Forty Niners should win, and I think they will. I think the Bills will beat Miami, who's you know really banged up and not doesn't have their quarterback. Uh, and and I think that the Bengals will beat the Ravens without Lamar Jackson so I think it's pretty straightforward but we know how this league is every year somebody gets hot and if you're in Jacksonville you better hope you're the team because somebody's coming from nowhere to make a push to get to the Super Bowl.
2: Pete you brought up Lamar Jackson so frustrating for the Ravens to lose him basically at the end of the last two seasons if you're Baltimore how do you handle this moving forward with Lamar and his contract?
6: Well, they've offered him a deal that is just a mega deal, and he turned it down. And the reason he turned it down is he wants the the, the guaranteed money that you know Deshaun Watson got. And they're not going to give it to him, um, nor should they. I mean, everybody else in the league said, "No, we're not going to give out these guaranteed deals like that." And so he's going to have to either decide what to do, either he takes the deal, which would make him, I think, the highest paid quarterback in the league. It's just not all that guaranteed contract money. A lot of guaranteed money, but not the entire thing. Uh, or he's going tag, to get tagged and. I think the fact they signed Roquan Smith the other day to the long-term extension tells you they're they're readying to put the tag on him uh, if they don't get a deal done with him. Ideally, they'd like to get a deal done, but if they don't, I think they tag him and and then you will see what he does. Does he play or does he not play? There's only so many earning years in your body, and he hasn't had a full one in the last two. So if I were him, I'd I'd, I'd I would play if I were him.
3: Pete, who wins Coach of the Year and who should win Coach of the Year?
6: You know. I think Doug's in the conversation. I don't think he'll win it, um, but I think I think the guy that gets overlooked and it's incredible that he does. Kyle Shanahan is on his third quarterback. Three, he lost his starter, he lost Garoppolo, and now he's ripping off wins with Brock Purdy. That's incredible. If you take if you take any other team in the league and put them down to the third quarterback, they're done, they're finished, uh, and he isn't. So I, I think he'll win it. Uh, but I think Doug's going to get some votes and be in the conversation for sure. He's done an amazing job. I, I think Doug Peterson is an outstanding coach and deserves all the credit that comes his way. He's one of the best play callers in this league, and I love the way he calls the game, except for one play every game.
1: Uh, Pete, <laughs> final, final thing. We keep going back and forth on this. Um, what's In your opinion, how is the Tom Brady thing going to end? Does it, Hayes thinks he's going to be in the league but not on the Bucks? Lauren I think thinks the same thing. I I am totally torn on this. What do you think? What how is it, in your mind how is that Tom Brady thing going to end?
6: He'll play for another team. I don't think he's going back to the Bucs. I think he sees the what's happening there and and you know that thing is kind of you know getting up some age and some key players there and I think that's that's you know done for him. I think he plays somewhere else. I think the possibilities are if Sean Payton goes to a team without a quarterback, I think that's a possibility. And then Josh McDaniels with the Raiders, I think that's a possibility. I think those are the two prominent ones to keep an eye on. Because I remember, Sean Payton had, way back in the day, if Drew Brees didn't decide to come out of retirement, it didn't decide to retire. Remember, he was he, he was hemming and hawing a couple of years ago, and then finally said he was going to play. If he didn't play, Tom Brady was going to the Saints rather than the Bucs. That was a done deal. Sean Payton loved him. And it never worked out that way because Drew Brees came back. And then there was the talk of them. That was another, you know, marriage. They were going to Miami. If, if they hadn't had the Brian Flores suit, they were going to go to Miami and, and be together. They're going to work out the compensation to get them to in Miami. So I think Sean Payton and Tom Brady could be together next year. It just depends on, on where Sean, Sean Payton goes. Because if he goes to the Chargers, that isn't happening. But if he goes to a team that needs a quarterback, I think it's a strong possibility.
1: Pete Prisco from Sports.com does a great job, Pete. Thanks, brother. We appreciate it. Enjoy the ball game, man. It's going to be a fun weekend you, in the NFL. You
6: guys enjoy the game. I bet it's, it's going to be rocking. Uh, I hear it's going to be a little cold, too. which oh,
1: uh, way, way too cold for me, Pete. I can tell you that. It's going to be probably in the 30s by the time it ends, which is cold for uh, around here for sure. Well, have fun, guys. See you. Thanks, Pete. We appreciate it. Pete Prisco does a terrific job. CBS Sports com always brought to you by showtime sports cards and collectibles one more time showtime is on phillips highway at the end of shad road if you're a jaguar if you root for anybody they've got your stuff but boy do they have jaguar stuff in there so head in there and pick some up we'll take a break when we come back we are giving away a christian kirk signed football to one person and we're saying hello to john osier one hour to go in the program live from Dix on 1010 xl and 92.5 fm How y'all doing, everybody? Alright? One, two, three. Dude! I wasn't gonna do any more football. you want footballs? Hang on, give me a football. Give me a football. Who would have went over here? There you go, that's the one you got. How about that?
2: Frangie drops back. <laughs> oh,
1: see there. Oh, oh he no. A fumble, it's a bad sign. The fumble. There you go. One more, one more, and then we're going to draw. because he didn't
3: play pitch-free football. I
2: down mean,
1: here. Oh, do we need one more? One, one uh, All right, one more. Where?
2: Right there. Right there. Right, right over. There? Oh, you got to beat the line. Oh, throw it right over on. the linebacker and hit They're the tight They're doubting
1: title. me. Don't <laughs> doubt me now. There we go. All, right. all right, good job. Down. Well done. All right, we're well going to bring in John O'Shea in a minute, but first, here's what's going to happen. We are now giving away a Christian Kirk signed football. You have to be here to win. Lauren's going to draw it. You have to be here to win, and you can't lie. Don't say it's you if it's not you.
3: <laughs> we can confirm their no driver's No liars. <laughs> We're
1: not allowed to have liars. Johnny, All right. Johnny O, we'll get to you in a minute. Go ahead.
3: Ken Clothier. Ken
1: Clothier. Ken. Is Ken here? Not here. Ken
2: Clothier. Ken. Ken
1: Clothier. Ken, you can't hear back there. You're old. That's your problem. That's your problem.
2: I think we have Ken here. That's not Ken.
1: That's not Ken back there. Ken. No Ken. No, that ain't him. Ken. Is there a Ken here? No Ken. All right.
2: We will accept anyone named Ken.
1: (laughs) No, we won't. (laughs) You have to come up here. Ken's got to come up here. I'm going to count to five. One, two, three. All right, we're oh. moving on. Sorry, Ken. Laura Sorry, Ellen. Ken.
3: This happens One to me more. often. Wow. Nikki Namzolowski.
1: Nikki. Oh, Nikki's here. Nikki's here. Nikki's Where here. Where's Nikki? Come on up here, Nikki. Good job, Nikki. Win your prize. Look at Nikki's all excited. All
3: right.
1: Nikki, say hello really to the Lord. Lord the Lord's right here. right? Well <laughs> There you go. Nick, congratulations. You get that. We'll draw the Trevor Lawrence jersey in just a minute. Thanks for being here. Let's say hello to Johnny O. Johnny, this is packed around here. How you doing, buddy? Oh, we don't have Johnny O. Okay, well, all right, we'll, talk, we'll talk to Johnny in a minute.
2: He's Ooh. probably just so excited. Yeah, that well, he, he... well, nothing says excitement quite like Johnny O. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's probably running here from yeah, soon.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor,
1: poor Gibby's trying to track him down. So, uh, so uh, yeah, so it's kind of crazy around here. Glad you're with us here. We are live at Dick's Wings. As we kind of wind down, one more hour to go here. We've given away a Christian Kirk autographed football compliment to the Jaguars. That's
2: fantastic, Bob. What a season.
1: Yeah, what, I mean, absolutely it is. It's a great season. And, and by the way, we've got a Trevor Lawrence jersey here. He, he yeah. had a good season, too, I'm told. So, Christian
2: um, Kirk was the uh, Media Good Guy Award yeah, and, you know, Oh, well. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, and he is a good guy. He is he? unbelievable.
1: I would say nobody's talking anymore about how much they paid him, are they? No. Remember how much we heard that? It was certainly
3: a talking point, and then that went away pretty quickly once the season began, and everyone realized how good Christian Kirk was going to be for Trevor Lawrence.
1: Yeah, and and Gibby, let me know when you track down Johnny O, because I know he's going to join us by phone. He's waiting for the call, so I know he's going to join us uh, by phone momentarily. By the way,
3: real quick, I know we we aren't talking about mock drafts, but I, I did gaze at a 2023 mock draft. And it had the Jaguars drafting Osiris Torrance from Florida, the guard.
1: Yeah, I think he could be 32nd. I think he, I think yeah. he's 31st. 31st. <laughs> <Sorry>. Remember, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're,
2: Dolphins don't have their pick. Yeah, but um, do you
3: think the Jaguars, as far as guards <laughs> go, are pretty solidified? Yeah, uh,
1: certainly not to take one in the first round. Right. I, I, I would I would be surprised if they take one in the first round. Brandon Sheriff's going to be here for a while. Ben bart got hurt early. Uh, I, you're going to draft some numbers and some depth. I'd be very surprised if they did that early in the
2: Maybe night. they'll trade out of 31 and go yeah. back yeah, and true. take him in. 41.
1: <laughs> there is that. I uh, No, that would surprise you. I will say this. He's going to be a good pro. I mean, Osiris Torrance is going to be a really good professional football player, but I don't think he's going to wind up here. So, But that's uh no, uh no more draft talk. I can tell you that right now. Just, we're done with draft <laughs> talk. We've got more important fish to fry. If you're just joining us late, we're live at Dick's Wings at Beach in San Pablo. It has been absolutely packed in here. This crowd has been magnificent. They've been here since... Before we got here, uh, they're going to be here long after we are gone. It has been a fun time here, and we've loved it. And Dick's Wings does such a terrific job. Uh, Chip and your and his company do a great job here, and we've had to manage the crowd a little bit, but he's done a wonderful job of that as well. So we are we are glad you're with us. We get closer and closer to uh, uh, closer
2: and closer to kickoff here. You get excited. I I've been excited, and but I mean it is um, it is amazing how it gets more intense and magnified the closer that we get to kickoff and now we're a day away so yeah i think it's i I just get so excited I mean, we're all from here we all love jacksonville so much and uh see our community get so excited about something that brings us all together like this it's just it's 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 magnificent and uh it it just it never ceases to amaze at, at what sports can do
3: Look, I'm so, like you said, so proud to be from Jacksonville, born and raised here. My parents are here to celebrate the Jaguars. I have friends here with their little kids who were born Jaguars fans, and they they get to experience this as they grow up, and that's sensational. My first game as a Jaguars fan, I went to with my grandfather, who a few years ago, the Jaguars celebrated him as the veteran of the game, and I know he's smiling down on all this success right now and it's just it's a miraculous magical thing and i'm excited for everyone that's going to the game tomorrow night but moreover just excited for where this team is going to take our city frank we talked to mayor curry earlier about the stadium renovations we are headed to a really really special time in the franchise history no
1: question and the franchise is going to be here a long time i'll tell a story i I haven't told a story on the air but i saw it on twitter and and i'll tell it now i guess um corny story but for me it's kind of a cool story so Somebody, this guy, Kevin Gallagher, that, that tweets all these old NFL things, um, uh, NFL historian, tweeted a video of the Ice Bowl, the, the Green Bay-Dallas Ice Bowl, and CBS televised that. But rather than use CBS broadcasters, the play-by-play voice of the Packers did the first half, and the play-by-play voice of the Cowboys did the second half. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. And, and Frank Gifford, I think, did color for both. And the play-by-play voice of the Cowboys, who did the second half, was Jack Buck. And the play-by-play voice of the Packers, who did the first half, was Ray Scott. And it had Ray Scott talking. I just saw this a couple weeks ago. Ray Scott talking, uh, and uh, welcome to the ice bowl, it's really cold. Well, Ray Scott is from Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and was very good buddies with my dad. And uh, and my dad always thought it was cool that his buddy was an NFL play-by-play guy. Isn't that cool? Funny, that uh, is. funny how the world works sometimes, you know. Absolutely. And I thought, and I said again, it's kind of a corny story, but I saw it. and I thought, you know, and it never, I never, I never processed that during all these years of doing it. But I remember my dad used to tell my mom, "Ray's going the end. Ray's doing the Packers. Ray's got the Packers now." He's, and then he later became a CBS became a CBS guy. He goes, Ray's got the and I can remember that as a little kid. You know, and he thought that was just the coolest thing. Yeah.
2: That's fantastic. The
1: world the weird, the weird, world is weird sometimes the way it works. He it's would kind of be cool. very proud of yeah. you yeah, and, him, I appreciate and it all tough.
3: the calls. And I was telling Frank earlier, he's, I had ESPN on when I was eating lunch today, and all of a sudden I hear Frank's voice, are you kidding me? <laughs> and it's like. That is so freaking cool to be in you my know. house with the you know Jaguars play-by-play voice on ESPN, yeah. and let alone it's the, the Well, you better not show.
2: talk at all tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm you not. need to be like Pavarotti yeah. before an opera, <laughs> <laughs> and don't I, uh, say anything we have a from f- the time you wake up I won't. until you get to the stadium, and then you even need, you know, when, when Pavarotti walks around <laughs> the theater, yeah, yeah. they know not to talk to him. <laughs> Because he's got that voice yeah, got is, is for the yeah. for the audience, yeah, yeah. and so th- you're going to need you're going to need six or seven of those things yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah, they, I mean, it is going to be a big night. Yeah, they, when uh, they, it comes to highlights, I have people ask
1: me a lot of times how many, how good is that? So will there be? And I know a lot of people like it. Maybe not everybody loves it, but I. Uh, it's kind of when I say what I get excited. So you're going to have it. You know, <laughs> if if they score a touchdown, you're probably going to get a few of those. I think three or four of those. Jaguars win big. It all comes down to how many of those, and they, and by the way, I will tell you, every now and then at the end of the game, I'll throw one in on purpose. But for the most part, they just come out. You know, whether it's our
3: organically,
1: yeah. For yeah. the most part, they just in, in the moment they just tend to come out. So, That's what uh,
3: was on the sign that the little boy had. The little boy the had a sign
1: that tweeted, "How good game. is that?" Which is really nice. I thought that little, that little guy made my day. But hopefully, there'll be a few of those coming up uh, in uh, on, on tomorrow's ball game. I'll tell you this, I um. I think the Jags are going to win. That's not because I'm here with a Jaguar crowd. Because if we do a pep rally next week, if the Jags win and they're going to Kansas City, I don't know that I'm going to feel that way. And and if I don't feel that way, I'm going to say I don't feel that way. But I I am oddly very confident. I don't know why I am. Almost more than last week. Last week, it all made me nervous. Uh, Mayor Curry said it today, too. More nervous last week than this week. Because if they messed up last week, I don't know. It would have been a real downer way to end the season. Now, if they don't win tomorrow, it's not a good way to end the season. But they've done what they had to do. It's not house money. I'm not saying that. Uh, You don't get the – the opportunities playing the playoffs are too rare to ever call one house money. But it still won't be as devastating to me as had they not made the tournament and the damn Titans had gone on
2: again. You know what I mean? It just would have felt so different. Absolutely. I I think the confidence for me is because I think Trevor's better than Justin Herbert. Not by a ton, but I think Uh, he's the better player I do, too. I do, too. And I don't think the Jaguars really even need to lean on Trevor to win the game because I think ETN is going to run wild all over the Chargers. And so I don't know that Herbert has that. That's just not who Eckler is. Eckler is a a great – Safety blanket out of the backfield. He, he's, he's a tremendous receiver But I don't think he's a guy that the Chargers are going to give the ball to 20 times. So I I Feel confident. I, I hope that it is uh, It is well-founded by the time we get to midnight tomorrow night But I feel much better about this game than I did the Tennessee game for all the things you you talked about it was just uh, the, the intangibles of that game favored tennessee not i get on paper the rosters with them being down uh their quarterback that tilted to the jaguars but it, it i think there was so much pressure on the jaguars to win that's been removed and uh, i think the Jaguars is going to play free and easy and i think Trevor's going to be very motivated after not playing particularly well the last two outings
3: i was wrong last week i thought the jaguars would keep the titans to under 10 points but I should have known Derrick Henry was fresh, and he was coming in here with one thing on his mind and one thing only, and that's get to the playoffs. And he thought he could do it almost single-handedly. He did, but I do think you yeah. weren't
1: that far off, and they scored 16. It's not, sure. like, it's not like you're way off the mark on that. They they weren't. You you no, but
3: I definitely thought the Jaguars' offense was going right. to do kind of what it did the first time around when the Jaguars played the Titans and and that's what obviously didn't happen I think tomorrow's a really close game but I think it's the fact that you're at home that is going to be the one thing that lifts you past the Chargers and I think it's a maybe a late interception that Justin Herbert throws that Tyson Campbell picks off or that Rayshon forces a fumble late and and that's how the Jaguars win the offense does a lot but I still think it comes back to the defense
2: You think they could win comfortably I kind of do yeah I I now kind of think with Mike Williams out the matchups, yeah, I, I think, I think it could be thirty-eight to twenty-four. All right, let's take a break. We're gonna come back. We're giving away a Trevor Lawrence jersey right after
1: this. This is ten ten XL and ninety-two point five FM. Y'all ready for this thing? All right, here we go. I need a do first. One, two, three. Duval. Duval. All right. You, again, got to be here to win. Lauren's going to draw it out of here. Winner gets a, this is really nice, a Chris Trevor Lawrence jersey.
3: Messenies? Chris Messines?
1: Chris Messines? Chris Messines. Is Chris here? Looking for Chris. Chris,
3: Chris Messines. That's you, okay, you just won the
1: signed jersey. How about that?
3: <laughs> Congratulations, Chris.
1: Chris, how about this? Is that good? Congratulations, Chris. Well deserved. Love your show for years. Thank you so much. Nice of you to say. Chris is the winner. He's There you go. Nice job. Chris is very excited. Very deserved. We'll give away the tickets at the bottom of the hour. About another 12 minutes, and we got tickets coming in a bit. In the meantime, let's say hello to our buddy Johnny O. John, it's crazy
7: in here. How you doing, buddy? Well, it's crazy, and there's no way that I'm better than tickets. So let's get this out of the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're not
7: better than tickets. <laughs> you're right. Uh, John, a uh,
1: quick overview. I, I, two evenly matched teams, two evenly matched offenses. Jags are
7: at home. Uh, big picture. You can pick it in a minute, but how do you see this thing? Well, you know, i said all week, uh, this is a game truly. Last week, I would have been surprised if the Jaguars lost. Now They almost lost, but it would have been surprising because I thought they had the edge of quarterback. I thought they were playing better, the whole thing. This week, look, you know, the Chargers lost last week, but they had won four in a row before that. So I kind of consider them on a five-game winning streak because that game didn't matter to them. I think the quarterbacks are pretty equal. I think the coaches are similar. I do think the Jaguars should have an edge at coach because uh, Peterson's been there before. Um, So, you know, I I think the Jaguars win it, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring 31-27 game either way could come down to a field goal, et cetera, et cetera. But it's what the playoffs are supposed to be. Fourth and fifth seed are
2: supposed to be even, and I think it is. John, how do you view Mike Williams not playing for the Chargers? How does that change how the Jaguars might defend them? And and your expertise, can a coaching decision like that, an error like that, can it affect how a team plays? Well, it's, uh,
7: you know, I don't know that I would necessarily think it's going to affect how they play, but it's going to affect the game because he's their – deep. I mean, I don't think it's going to affect how hard they play, their concentration level, all that. But it certainly affects what they are because he is their guy uh, who can bail uh, Justin Herbert out 40 yards downfield. You know, what the Jaguars really don't have right now is a guy who can go win 50-50 balls 30 yards downfield. Mike Williams is that guy. Mike Williams is their deep threat. He certainly affects how they play and how the Jaguars defend them. Uh, him not being there is huge. I think it it more tips the scales toward the Jaguars because they're an easier team to defend. They're a hard team to defend with him and Keenan Allen in the game. Uh, so I think it's a huge edge for the Jags.
3: John, one of my favorite things this week was during the sounds of the game, we got to see inside the team's first meeting, and Doug Peterson said, I want you guys to get ready to play games in January and February. How much does that belief resonate with his team?
7: Um, well, it, the message all season uh, certainly resonates in the sense that Doug believes that a big part of this game is psychological in the sense that, you know, he wanted them to know they could be a playoff team all year. I, I think that goes back to the member. Uh, OTA gate or uh minicamp gate, whatever we called it, when he yep, canceled yep. three minicamp days. Oh my goodness, they're never gonna be prepared. Well, I thought the whole thing he didn't come in the first week of the off season when he could have. I thought all along he was telling this team, Hey, don't worry, you guys are capable of winning without going twenty four seven all off season. I, I thought those were the messages he was sending. I don't think he ever came off that. So I think that does resonate in the sense of all season long, I think he kept telling them, you can be a playoff team. There's no reason you can't be. I don't care if you were 3-14 and or 0-17 last year, you can do this. So uh, I don't think he had to say that every week, but I think his messaging sent it all year.
1: John Osier with us from uh, Jaguars.com. John, the, the, the concern last week was that they'd be jittery because it's a young team most of whom had never been at at something like this or through something like this at the professional level. And frankly, I thought they were a little nervous. I thought they played tight. I think Doug would tell you that. But I also think that's almost a dress rehearsal of sorts to get that out of their system. Do you see it that way? Did you think they were a little tight last week? And and is that kind of out of the system, in your opinion?
7: Yeah, and I was a little surprised that they were tight. I, I don't know why. I didn't expect them to be. But yeah, I thought they were. I thought Doug coached to that a little bit in this sense I don't think he coached tight but I think he tried to make sure that a team that maybe he sensed was a little tight didn't make the tragic error you know they didn't drop Trevor Lawrence uh, nine yards behind the line of scrimmage and make him throw downfield. I thought he was trying to be safe with it I thought that was why he called the reverse down near the goal line that's a safe way for coaches to be aggressive it turned out the pitch was bad so it sort of backfired, but I think he coached safe against a team that he didn't think could score a lot of points to beat him. make you follow me coached conservative. Maybe I don't think he thinks that's what this game is. I mean, so I think his play calling will reflect that he's got to go after it. Got to be aggressive. Uh, I definitely think that the Jaguars played a playoff game last week, as close as you can get. And I think that experience will serve them. Well, you know, Will they be jittery the first series? Maybe. I think it'll go away a lot quicker than it did on Saturday.
2: John Etienne has over 1400 yards of offense this season, but it still feels like he's a, an underrated part of this thing, particularly nationally. Do you think tomorrow night could be sort of his coming out party on a national level with a big game?
7: Yeah, I, I think if it's not, they're in trouble. Um, you know, I, I think, I think the game plan is going to cater to that because uh, the Chargers play back a little bit defensively to really simplify their defense. You know, They don't want to get beat deep. They don't want to give up plays in the passing game. They're not a bad run defense, but if they give you anything, it's the run. So I do think Ethan's got to have a huge game. I've been saying for a couple of weeks with Travis, I didn't think he would have 100 yards on 25 carries kind of games the last few weeks. Uh, particularly against the Jets and against the Titans. Well, I think he could have that kind of game this week, and I think he could complement that with it could be a 140-yard game with a lot of solid runs and then some explosive runs like we saw from him in those middle four or five games when he really broke out. Um, I think if they win, he's over 100 with at least one explosive.
3: John, is Mike Caldwell calling more blitzes, or are the blitzes just more effective?
7: Well, you know. I'm not sure of that I haven't really studied whether he's calling a lot more. Uh, the one the other night was sure effective, but so, um, you know, I'm not sure of that Lauren, to be honest with you, I think they're going to have to do that a little more against Justin Herbert. Um, because I do think this game on Saturday is what I call a break serve game in the NFL these days. I don't think they're going to hold the chargers 17 points. So this defense, that has thrived on big plays and takeaways. I think they need one a half to tilt the field in their direction. I think the Chargers are going to score 25. I think defensively, if the Jaguars give up 26 but have two turnovers that give the offense the ball, I think they feel like that's a successful game for them. I think they feel like they need a game like that, but they have to create opportunities. Uh, if you blitz and give up a touchdown, but then on the next series blitz and get a turnover, you're up in that equation if you're the Jaguars' defense.
1: Johnny O. from a Jaguars.com. Final thing, John, who's going to win the game? How's it going to play out? Who do you like?
7: Well, I think that I think the Jaguars win a close game to tie scoring. I, I, I don't think they win. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think the game will be in the teens or the low 20s. So I think the Jaguars have to get back, win a game like that Dallas game where you gave up some points, but you made some big plays defensively. Remember the two breaks to serve. Race on Jenkins interception in regulation. Race on Jenkins interception in overtime. I think it's got to be that kind of game for the Jaguars to win.
1: It does feel like 35 31, 35 28 has got that written all over. John O's, your great work. We appreciate it, brother. See at the ballpark. Thanks, man. Looking forward to it, guys. Thank you, Lauren. See ya. All right. Johnny O checking in from jaguars.com. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're giving away some tickets. Tickets, everybody. After the break on 1010XL and 92.5FM. Duo!
2: It's a Big Chief Tire Friday on The Frangie Show. For all of your tires and automotive service needs, it's Big Chief Tire.
1: The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win this thing on a defensive play by Josh Allen. The teams are shaking hands. Eight seconds to play. They were two and six. They were three and seven. It didn't matter. We have hit zeros. The Jaguars have beaten the Tennessee Titans. They just swept them for the first time since 2005. Jacksonville 20, Tennessee 16. The Jags win the AFC South. The Jags have a home game in the NFL playoffs. How good is that? What a way to come back, huh? What a way to come back. Someone's getting club seats right about now is what's happening. One more time before we do that. One, two, three. Do All right. Well done. Now, if you win the club seats, by the way, you have to be here. Um, Your email is on here. They will be emailed to you later on. There's no hard tickets. They'll be emailed to you. Here we go. Lauren Brooks is the most important assignment of her career right here. (laughs) She looks I've very nervous. So I'm not going to lie. She life. looks nervous All right, right now. I've seen her nervous. She looks nervous. The winner is...
3: Lordine O'Connor. Oh <laughs> there we go. Right Lordine here. Lordine O'Connor. Right.
1: Congratulations, Lord.
3: They are dancing. Congratulations, Congratulations, Congratulations.
1: All right.
3: So I will... Yes. Yeah. You double-check your email, and is that I will right? send That's that. the right email? Perfect. I will send that, and those will show up in your email.
1: Those those... Oh, all right. One more for the one more time. One, two, three. Dubai. Dubai. All right. Hey, we're, we're going to wrap the program now. Uh, we first, Lauren's got news and notes in just a sec, but before we do, uh, give you how about an injury report? The personal injury attorneys of Farrah and Farrah present this injury update. Farrah and Farrah. Jacksonville. Protecting you and your family
0: since 1979. All right, let's first begin with the visiting Los Angeles Chargers, who I'm told just got into Jacksonville, according to our text line, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Mike Williams is the injury, certainly, that we know about. He is uh, out of this game with a back injury, a back fracture. It was revealed this morning by multiple reports. Otherwise, the Chargers are relatively healthy coming into this game. For the Jaguars, several are listed as questionable, but you know they're going to play. Riley Patterson did not practice the Jaguars kicker on Tuesday, but he's logged two full practices the last two days. So Patterson, the kicker, is good to go. One to watch certainly is Ross Matisik, the long long snapper, uh, did not practice Tuesday or Wednesday, but he was upgraded to limited practice on Thursday. And that is your injury report for the game.
1: All right, Gibby, well done. Before we do news and notes... Three more footballs. Who wants a football right there? You've been here all day. You've been here all day. One more. Whoever gets it get There you go. Thank you guys uh, for coming out very, very much. Uh, now, um Laura? News and Notes.
3: Yes, News and Notes is always brought to you by Doubled Up Sport Fishing Charters. They are the best in the business. Whether you want a half day, full day, or overnight charter, go see them aboard the luxury 50-foot Custom Carolina with Captain John Sheffield. Doubled Up Sport Fishing Charters dot com to book your charter or find them on Facebook. So we know the Jaguars have no pro bowlers. Well, the Jaguars, Jaguars are also do not have an AP All-Pro on this team, but a few Jaguars did get... AP All Pro votes. Those guys would be Brandon Sheriff, Foyer Luakun, Tyson Campbell, Rayshon Jenkins, Logan Cook, and Jamal Agnew.
1: Yeah, if you don't get a pro bowler, you're not going to get an All Pro because that comes first, obviously, because there's fewer people on it. But I think we're going to have some as the, as the years move along. I, I really believe there will be some pro bowlers. I think uh, it's hard to be an All Pro because there's one guy per spot. You know, it's, it's hard to be. It's going to be hard for Trevor Lawrence to be an all-pro when Patrick Mahomes is playing. That's just the way it works. But pro bowlers, I think we're going to have our share.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think Aluokan next year is going to have a lot of momentum coming in after leading the league in tackles the last two years. So if he can have that kind of production again in, in 2023, I think Alua Khan will be a pro bowler and we'll get a lot of the all-pro love.
3: So Josh Jacobs was the first team all pro. He was the running back, obviously, from the Raiders. Hayes, can you believe the Raiders' season went the way it did, the way that they had Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs play so well?
2: They were puzzling throughout. They would build these 10-point, 17-point leads. They did it here in Jacksonville and just could not hold it. Just had no clutch gene whatsoever. It cost the quarterback his job, and we'll see where Derek Carr ends up. But, yeah, Raiders were, were incredibly puzzling. And, again, that's why if they were able to get Tom Brady, you got to think that they would feel their contenders in the AFC next year. It's going to be a fascinating offseason, but hopefully we've got four games before we get to yeah, it. Yeah, we're in no hopefully. hurry. No hurry.
3: Devontae Adams, by the way, also a, a first-team All-Pro. As far as the Chargers, they've got Nick Bosa. Oh, sorry, San Francisco has Nick Bosa on their team. When it comes to, though, an edge rusher who the Jaguars did face, Micah Parsons for the Cowboys, Frank, how well does this offensive line have to play for the Jaguars yeah. facing the other Bosa?
1: Well, the, the, what makes him so tough is they've got two of them. Uh, Khalil Mack, he's eight sacks, but he's still better than that one. Khalil Mack is good. He's really good. And I think the fact that they have Khalil Mack as well as Joey Bosa, oh, I think that's, that's a problem. I, I, think, I think the two keys to the game. Uh, can you protect, can you block those two guys, and can you get to Justin Herbert? The team that rushes the passer better is probably going to win the game. I mean, the team the team that finds a way to affect the passer, I'm telling you, this is going to be a close game. I think the narrative that everybody keeps talking about will come true. A lot of points, um, back and forth game, uh, so winner in the 30s, loser might be in the 30s. I'd be shocked if the winner's not in the 30s. I think the loser's going to be in the 30s. But I'd be shocked if the winner's not. So yeah, to your question, how how Bosa plays, how Mack plays, what the Jaguars can do with Arden Key and Josh Allen and Trayvon, who affects the passer, not necessarily who, who finishes the game with the most sacks, but who affects the passer the most, in my mind, will decide determine who wins the game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think the Jaguars are going to be able to utilize ETN to keep Bosa and Mack somewhat off balance and. I'm not sure the Chargers will be able to do that against the Jaguars. And, and so, I, again, I think it's going to be, uh, I, I agree, it's, the, it's a crossroads moment of the game is who's going to handle that the best. I think the Jaguars are more equipped to do it.
3: The Chargers do have an all-pro. That would be Derwin. James, how good is he?
2: Best safety in the league.
1: And, and there's, there's some prominent safeties in the league. He is more than a safety. He, he is a safety who can be a linebacker. If you need a rush to rush the passer, who could be a cornerback if you've got to cover a really good player, who could be a playmaker if you need the ball back. Derwin James is a really good player. I mean, he, he is as good a safety as there is in the league, and he's,
2: he's Adrian Wilson, Troy Palomalo. I mean, he's that good. He is elite, elite, elite. And the beauty of the Jaguars' attack is they can totally avoid him. You know, if Derwin James is, you know, over here, you've got Kirk, you've got Ingram, you've got Zay Jones, you've got Marvin Jones, you've got ETN. You've got Agnew. So, you know, Doug Peterson will be able to build a plan, and Trevor will be able to react to it to avoid Derwin James as much as possible.
3: Trevor Lawrence in the last seven games, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions, six and one record, and obviously won the division. Pretty good.
1: Yeah, he's playing at a really elite level, and that's just the start of it. Uh, that's You know, uh, who, who knows how long it's going to go this year. I think most of us think it's going at least another week, then we'll see. Maybe, it goes, maybe we're wrong and it won't, or maybe it goes beyond that. But regardless of when it ends this year, that is the start of something. And it's not just us talking about it. You're going to hear all the one thing about the NFL that always stays in the news. You're going to hear more talk about look out for Trevor Lawrence and the Jags next year. Again, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Let's win tomorrow. But I'm just telling you, it will be a very positive offseason narrative. There won't be a whole lot of people wondering who the Jags are taking in that damn draft. There'll be a lot of people wondering where they're going to be in the power pole. That's what it's going to be. I really believe that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. As long as Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson are here, that partnership opens a championship window that will be open for its entirety with those two guys here. Uh, it's, it's it's incredibly exciting to see. And again, Trevor hasn't played well the last couple of weeks. So I, I think he's going to be motivated. He knows the defense and special teams bailed them out against Tennessee. I think he's going to play a really, really efficient game. I, I don't think the numbers are going to be gaudy because i don't think they're going to need to be uh but I-, I think trevor lawrence's passer rating is going to be pretty spectacular tomorrow night
3: jets cornerback sauce gardner received 43 first team votes and seven second team votes he became the first rookie cornerback to be named a first team all pro since running lot in 1981.
1: really good player that is a position why i'm so su- i'm surprised more rookies haven't been because that is a position again you have to learn how savvy these NFL receivers are. I mean, anybody that's a rookie has to learn what the veterans do against them. But you don't have to learn a lot of defenses. You don't have to learn. You're not even learn. All, you're not on offense. Cornerback
2: is the one spot where I think you can be good really, really fast. I really do. That's a magnificent stat. Yeah. I mean, that that is that's just that's, I was born. That, that's incredible. Yeah, that it's been that long. Ronnie Lott, just such a unbelievable player, such a legend, and. Wow, that's, that's stunning. What a what an accomplishment for Sauce Gardner.
3: And I feel like that's another, I mean, that's a guy the Jaguars faced, obviously, up in New York. And so it's good that they've played some of these really talented players. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson were both unanimous decisions. Anyone else would have been a unanimous selection for y'all? For all pro? Yes.
2: Uh, boy, that's hard. That's great. That uh, is. Justin
1: Jefferson for sure.
2: Jefferson and Kelsey were the two. yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough because like Aaron Donald was hurt, uh, so he, normally he'd be yeah, a guy. Yeah. What about Mahomes? That. Well, nah, it's just I'm, tough because I mean Mahomes is clearly the best guy to me. Yeah, but there is but there is Josh Allen and, and there is Burrow right Jalen Hurts, 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 I mean, yeah, Hurts. Yeah, I mean it's that's interesting.
3: What about Logan Cook? <laughs> you have a 10-10 yeah. take. G- give me,
1: give me, Did you say you had news? If I not, not hear that right. I, I thought I heard me say you yeah, have news. Uh, give me, no, you know what? I, I thought I, I misheard. But, yeah, did you want a 10-10 take? This is going to be a very complicated one, a very d- <laughs> deep one. You have to think through this one. My 10-10 take is always brought to you by Batteries Plus. Power it, light it, fix it. Eight Jacksonville area locations. Jags are better and they're going to win. There's your 10-10 take. I think they got the better Love team. It. I think they're the better team. I think they're going to win the game. I, and, I, and, I, and I am totally convinced of that. I, I would be, I would be more surprised... If they lose
2: tomorrow night, then I would have been had they lost last week. you use that word or not? I, I agree because the Chargers, this is all new to them too. It's Justin Herbert's playoff debut. They've got to fly across the country and, and play on a short week. Uh, Brandon Staley, I think, is about to lose his job. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of pressure on that staff. I think it all adds up to the Jaguars are going to play loose. I think the Chargers are going to press. And I think it's going to affect it. I, I think the Jaguars are going to win convincingly.
1: This is going to be a big mystery, too. The best bet, <laughs> what to watch, uh, what should you be watching, the Winter Open Series. Let me tell you, this is back at Best Bet. Uh, January 26 is when, it start, when, it, when the actual starts, but the satellites into the event are already going on. So head to the Best Bet Jacksonville, head to the Best Bet Orange Park. You know all kind of high hands, $1,000 high hands, $100 table share are coming up uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. All kind of fun stuff. $500 high hands on Monday and Wednesday. So all kind of fun stuff. I want you to head over there. Big things going on at the Best Bet. Three great locations. St. Augustine's that new one It's beautiful. Orange Park and the big one here on Monument Road. Boy, I've had to think through this, but I think what to watch is the Jaguars <laughs> and Chargers. That's what I'm going to give you, Hayes. That's good pick. You know what? I always think through this stuff. I always surprise you with those. Uh, there's no question. It's, 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 it's one of the biggest events around here in a long time. Just like last Saturday night was, and I can't wait till we get to it.
3: I was on the edge of my seat.
1: Yeah, I knew you were.
3: Until you said that. Uh, one final note. We could talk college hoops, but we're not going to. This is a baseball note, and it had to make the program before yeah, we say hello yeah. to Rick Belue. Andrew McCutcheon is back with the Pirates.
1: I am thrilled with that. He's 36 now. He hit, 230, he hit 237 last year with 17 home runs. He's not the player he once was. But even beyond being a fan of the Pirates, I love when guys stay either stay for their stay on a one team for their entire career, or wind up back on that team. I, I think either of those things are great, and he is a legend there, and he he certainly resurrected uh, Pirates baseball for uh, a wonderful three or four year stretch there from 12 to 15. And uh, I'm glad you brought it up. I, I've been excited all day. I've, he, I've been excited you knew
3: day. I would. Yeah. He's
1: <laughs> ring chasing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, he is. So uh, so I, I am very excited. He's one of the. He lives there. He's a legend there. He, he never moved. You know, he played in Philadelphia and, and Milwaukee and all of them. He never moved. He was going to be there in San Francisco. So, I think, it's, I think it's great news. I'd love to see it. i love right. to see it.
3: Well, that is a wrap for news and notes. Let's say hello to Wreck Baloo.
1: Now, the two-minute drill.
0: Brought
5: to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet. Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop.
1: Rick Ballew, big night coming up in the bank. What a, what back-to-back weekends we've had in this town.
5: Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's uh, really a special feeling. Kind of wish it would continue. I've always been one of those guys. It's not so quick to get to the event, to kind of enjoy the journey. Uh, but certainly it's it's been a, a, a special week, and I think that's going to continue tonight and then obviously all day tomorrow. be a long day for a lot of people out there that, that rise early. I'm not among them. Uh, that'll be counting down the minutes and the seconds before uh, toe meets weather. But I guess it's going to be cold out there as well, so it'll be pretty intriguing.
1: It's going to be very cold, as a matter of fact. Rick, two or three keys to the game in your mind. Two or three keys to who wins the game.
5: Well, I think the biggest thing they have to do is contain Austin Eckler. I mean, the guy had 107 receptions this year. The Jaguars are the worst team in the NFL when it comes to covering running backs who catch balls out of the backfield. They've been very vulnerable with things uh, that you would think would be easy to cover, like screens. Um, you know, so to me, that is is something that they're going to have to fix. And you know, let's be honest here; they keep finding ways. Uh, last week, Doug Peterson said it was special teams and defense. This is why you drafted Trevor Lawrence. He's thrown one touchdown pass in three games, and the team is still one. I think it's a high-scoring affair. I think Trevor Lawrence has to score. You know, throw for three touchdowns, maybe a fourth touchdown, and really light up this Los Angeles defense if they're going to grab the W.
1: I think that's the kind of game we need to see. I agree with you. Rick, that's coming up tonight. I know a lot of that. Anything else? A lot of NFL talk. Yeah, we got all that
5: coming up. We're going to check the money with the uh, the Philly Rooster. I do want to replay the Derek Trucks interview real late tonight. I did it early a night ago, but a lot of people have asked me about it, so I'm going to replay that in the 7 o'clock hour. And J.J. and I are both going to make our picks coming up here momentarily. I got to run back to the office real quick and and run this through the lab because for a third consecutive week, Koi Kronk is going to be active. That may have something to do with my final decision.
1: And before we let you go, no question it will, Um, I think it's cool that Derek and Susan are doing that. I know how close you are to them, Rick. and how, how real that friendship is between you and them. So I can't wait to, to watch them and hear them tomorrow night. I know you feel the same way.
5: Let me tell you how, how much I feel about them. I'm actually going into U3's uh, territory a week from Sunday. I'm going to go see Trucks Tedesk or the Tedeschi Trucks Band uh, next Sunday. Uh, of course, if the Jaguars are not playing, it, it will be uh, right there in Gainesville, Florida, one week ah, from Sunday.
1: Awesome, awesome. I love it, I love it, I love it. Rick, have a good show. Thank you, guys. Brother. We appreciate it. That'll do it for our program. Thanks again to the folks at dick swing Thanks to all of you for coming out here tonight. This was great. You guys are awesome. Thanks for supporting the Jaguars. Go Jaguars. One more time. Let's do it. One, two, three. Duval. Duval. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, folks. You guys rock. Thank you so much for all of us at 1010XL and 92.5 FM. So long.
5: Duval.